0: And Mark.
1: Of course, you can join us online. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have waiting for you there. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, let's see. Mark joining us from Mexico City again as uh, Ari is going to be gearing up to head out to Roger's Campground this weekend for the upcoming Fork Fest, which is the decentralized alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival happening from thursday the 15th through this sunday i believe the 18th if i recall correctly that's correct and then of course it will be followed by the porcupine freedom festival from the 19th through the 25th so uh if you can make it up for either or both i think it'll be worth your while it should be a lot of fun i'm hoping to be able to stop by more than once um i'm not allowed to spend the night there but
2: yeah, that, that's so capricious. It's right.
1: Apparently, totally fine if I were to drive five hours a day, I could spend every single day there. Uh, yeah, but just, that's that's absurd. Yes, right? it's ridiculous. I mean,
2: I, I I don't know what I don't know what the issue is. Right, you're you're allowed to go, and right. you know,
1: just can't stay the night in the hotel.
2: Yeah, you just have to be home between what <laughs> seven and six. Seven and six, uh,
1: <laughs> seven p.m. and six a.m.
0: Yeah. Well, so, in all likelihood, the judge just doesn't want to look like he's pandering to you and giving you too much.
1: Could be. Well, anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, Speaking of judges, uh, Donald Trump has gone to his arraignment in federal court today. There were apparently some protesters uh, that were out on both sides of the the issue. Isn't it
2: nice when you get to just like drive yourself to the arraignment, right? Mm. That must be, because they didn't let me take myself. Oh, no. (laughs) They arrested me at gunpoint at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I was only charged at, at, at that time with two things. With, and Donald Trump's charged with like, what, 30-something? 30 37 something? counts. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, the, the king, was allowed the luxury of taking himself. Not even being arrested, I'm sure, right? He has not been arrested, I'm assuming? No, I of course not. There, there would have been has, riots.
1: Yeah, I suspect he has been processed without... The handcuffs being put on. He's probably. They probably took his fingerprints if they didn't already have them. Oh, I'm sure they have um, those. There was talk that they may actually get a mug shot this time. I don't know if they did or not. That has not. Or been do reported. they want
2: to hand him the presidency?
1: Well, like he's I don't know.
2: he's on really weak. If they had just left the guy alone, he would be done. But no, you're going to make him into a martyr going into the 2024 election, and this will actually galvanize and rile up his fan base, who otherwise were split between Trump and DeSantis.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you think the DeSantis people are going to come on over to support Trump now just because? I think
2: a lot of DeSantis' supporters are ex-Trump supporters who became disillusioned and who will go back to Trump once they... Once Trump you know, weaves well, the narrative think, that this is just the deep state continuing to target me because they know I'm a threat to them and I'm going to take down the elite pedophile ring or whatever, he'll win well, the people back. Well,
0: let me as somebody who kind of liked Trump. I kind of liked him in this so much as he didn't fight a whole bunch of wars. Um, how much is true? And somebody who likes DeSantis even more. I like him. I was in Florida. And uh, I'll tell you what, we got to go to pizza shops and uh, things like that during COVID. And I like that. So So my my experience, my belief is, um, well, I was in both New Hampshire and Florida, and I can tell you the experience in Florida was superior to the experience in New Hampshire in a variety of ways.
2: Depends on how you measure it, I guess. Well, it
0: like freedom is one of the well, measures. I mean, if you're not
2: trans, right? I mean, if you're trans, then you probably want to get out of Florida right I mean, now. Hold that, you know, burn crosses on the yard. We've already Go covered
1: this uh, territory, Mark. We've already covered this territory with you. You admitted a few episodes ago that it depended on where you were in Florida some areas were much worse than others and that was true here in New Hampshire as well where Keene which is where we live was worse than Manchester for instance so it just all depended on uh what was going on and don't thanks for f- that clarification and don't forget that DeSantis locked down Florida and he uh man, you know he urged people to take the vaccine and he even put troopers at the borders uh, of Florida early on to well, keep I, I people hope I out didn't sound like I
0: thought that DeSantis was Harry Brown incarnate, like somehow Murray Rothbard had, uh, you know, just come back to rule us. I didn't think that. Okay. And I, I didn't think, think
1: you that. were saying that, but you said you actually liked the guy. And I'm trying I do to tell like the you, guy. he's I a had, scumbag. I've... He's a scumbag snake who loves the bi- uh, loves big government, loves the police state. He loves, uh, you know, pimping for Israel, just like, you know, your typical Republican and Democrat politicians do. He loves torture. Uh, he actually called for torturing people at Guantanamo Bay by forcing uh, food down their throats and then laughing and smiling, allegedly, while it was actually going
2: on. He likes getting in the way of people's right to work.
1: Uh, yeah. What's the story
2: behind that? Well, uh, they expanded the, their, that federal immigration thing. That was opt oh, yeah, or verified. voluntary. Yeah, that's right. it. Yeah,
1: thank you for that. Yep. And
2: now it, now it's mandatory in the state of Florida. Yeah, to say nothing right. of, you know, the, the federal courts recently striking down the anti-trans legislation that DeSantis had, you know, championed and then signed.
1: He also, uh, speaking of discrimination, signed a supposedly anti-discrimination law where he is going to go after people with felony charges if they say things that are offensive while committing a crime. So he supports the idea of hate crime uh, legislation. And this is just all the stuff that we know because we've been paying attention to the a-hole within the last six months. I mean, there's, I'm sure, tons of more stuff. Like, I've seen him signing every pro-cop bill that he could possibly uh, get his hands on. He's created all new uh, policing organizations there in Florida to enforce election law. Uh, from from what I understand as well, I mean we could just go on and on about this guy. He is oh, a neo he is a neo and arguably that makes him much worse than Trump. Now, look, I'm not uh, I'm not going to get on the Trump bandwagon or anything like that, but I think you are correct, Mark, when you pointed out that Trump is the least warmongering president of our lifetime at this point, and I think that's a pretty much well uh, I was alive during Jimmy fact. Carter,
0: and I'm going to have to give that title to Jimmy Carter. Um, Jimmy Carter didn't assassinate any foreign generals Um, now strategically, whether that's a good idea or not, like I'm not here to argue uh, those points. What I'm saying is, is as a guy who has some affinity for DeSantis and, um, you know, kind of liked Trump, what my uh, thought on the on the topic is, is that Trump wants the presidency in part so that he can slow down the investigation into himself. And I don't, as a citizen of the United States, I don't find that a motivating reason to vote for a guy. So personally, I see DeSantis, like all the rest of the candidates, as somebody who wishes to ascend to the highest uh, pinnacle of power. And I see Trump as that, plus a guy who's trying to forestall a uh, so multiple felonies against him. So to me, I think that the felonies actually detract from Trump's campaign as opposed to add to it. Aria.
2: I suspect that most Trump supporters and most Republicans uh, disagree. But, you know, this is I'm not a Republican. You're not a Republican. So neither one of us know. Well.
0: I've registered uh, as a Republican many times, so, and I I, one point. I mean, so I can speak as a Republican if that's what I want. I, um, you know, I voted <laughs> I Republican a hell of okay, a lot more well, often than I voted Democrat. Then technically, can so that. can
2: I, and my point remains just as valid as yours. So what do
0: you think, would Would you vote for Trump if they brought more felony charges against him and advanced charges? Because I'm I not a I'm Trump supporter, okay, and well, I'm not
2: going to vote for Trump regardless.
0: Well, I'm not going to vote for Trump. I'm not going to vote for any of them because I don't have, uh, you know, I, I don't vote generally. It's silly uh, of us to here. have
2: this conversation about which one well, is
0: you better. You started it. You're like, well, I You're think the they're new- making
2: him into a murder.
0: And I don't think that that's so. I think that, in fact, that it's the opposite direction that um, charges actually detract from Trump, Trump as a candidate, not add to him.
2: I understand that, but you're the one who started the DeSantis is better than Trump discussion here, not me. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't say DeSantis is better than Trump. I said, as somebody who likes him
0: better. Semantics. Okay, you don't like yeah. him. He's not better. You just like him better. Okay, <laughs> look, got it. I, okay, uh, look, I, I talked about this last night of the year, and I'll talk about it again. Um, Trump,
2: Which and is all Biden- meaningless because you're not voting for either one of them anyway.
0: Maybe I will. Maybe I'll just go up to New Hampshire and vote. So um, let me finish my statement. Biden and Trump both have uh, somewhere around a 40 percent approval rating and somewhere around a 60 percent disapproval rating. It's the same in the local – in the the recent polls. The only one who has a worse rating is uh, Kamala Harris. So to me, um, I think that anybody that the Republicans put up is more likely to win –
1: Against Since Biden when Trump. Uh, do polls matter? I mean, since polls when matter. have polls been accurate about what the Americans are going to do they in had, regards to the election?
2: Yeah, they had Hillary beating Trump on 2016. Hillary did beat to- Trump. Okay, that's, huh? that's a lunatic take, but what? go ahead.
0: Hillary beat Trump. She got far more votes than Trump got. The polls were correct. They predicted who the uh, vote getter was.
2: I... Would disagree that that's how that works, but okay. I mean, she won the popular vote, sure, but they're not... But why would they even poll for that? The popular vote's let's, irrelevant.
0: Let's, can we agree on the, the take that the polls were not breathtakingly wrong on in
1: 2016? Frequently they were entirely the wrong. wrong. The, the polls are almost always wrong when it comes to, especially when it comes to presidential primaries.
2: Nate Silver gave Hillary Clinton a 95% chance to win the pres- presidency on the day of the election. Okay, Yeah. And that's a 538. I mean, he literally, you know, takes all of this polling data in and crunches it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Every time I I, I I don't have the polls in front of me, but every time, every presidential campaign, whenever the primary polls are happening, they're always really wrong. Like they don't even even come close to what the results of the actual elections come out to be. They never correctly predict who the presidential uh, nominees are going to be.
0: Well, they asked the question: If the election were today, who would you vote for? And so they're accurate in so much as they're taking a snapshot of what the American people are saying um, at any given time. They're only
1: accurate as far as the thousand people that they spoke to,
0: which is a hell of a lot better than zero. You, I mean, okay, these man. you know people want polls and. Um, I would say that Joe Biden, that the polls are correct. Joe Biden is the least liked president of my lifetime, or at least in recent
1: history. I'll give you that one. I mean, it's it's going to be Trump
0: is equally disliked.
1: Would you agree with that statement? The people that dislike Trump dislike
0: him
2: seriously, like they hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the people who dislike Trump—I mean, dislike Biden—started an entire slogan that they chant everywhere they go, and that they put these three initials together, and everyone FJB. immediately knows what it means. So, like, <laughs> we can't just say that the Democrats are unique in their hatred for Trump here, right? They, they, they don't have a catchy little slogan for F Trump.
1: I think that is what they say, though. F Trump, right? Oh, really? That's that's the thing.
2: It's not as catchy though.
1: No, it's not. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live, caller. What's your name? Matthew. Matthew. From Michigan. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
3: Uh, North Korea stealing a bunch of Bitcoin.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know if you heard about that. No, no. What, what is the allegation now? I mean, I've heard they've allegedly done this in the past. Is there a new uh, incident?
3: I believe it's new. I think it was like 600000 in Bitcoin.
1: Six, 600000 600, Bitcoin positive. or $600,000 worth of Bitcoin? Because that's a huge. Discrepancy.
3: Worth of Bitcoin. Yeah, dollars
2: worth of Bitcoin. Okay,
1: so okay. kind of chump change then for <laughs> right. North Korea. Yeah, you know, like 20
2: or so Bitcoin, right?
1: So what about it?
3: I'm, I'm not
2: sure.
1: Okay. What about it?
3: Uh, Who did they steal it curious from? curious if you heard about it and what you guys thought about it.
1: Uh, Mark had a good question. Who did they steal it from? I don't know. Okay, so I want to talk about the, guys. the United
0: States government has stolen a hell of a lot more Bitcoin yes, than Yes, it
1: has. Billions um, worth yeah, of I mean, Bitcoin.
0: You know, when they went and got uh, Dread Pirate Roberts out of a um, library in San Francisco by creating a, a scene and then grabbing his laptop, I think they got many thousands of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then there was the people who stole the Bitcoin from, was it Bitfinex? And they had like thousands of uh, of. Coins they had billions of dollars worth of Bitcoin the federal government got a hold of. There was recently the
2: one who stole it from Silk Road.
1: That that guy got caught as well. He had like three
2: point four billion dollars worth of Bitcoin or Mm -hmm. something, and now now it's in custody of the U.S. government.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: Also, he got less than a year in uh, prison. Able
3: to? How are they able to steal it?
1: Well, the government steal it by getting (laughs) access to uh, the wallets that are uh, owned by these individuals by some means. So as Mark pointed out in the case of uh, the Silk Road and Dread Pirate Roberts, a.k.a. uh, Russell Ulbricht, they simply snatched him physically while he was logged into his encrypted laptop, and then they had access to all of his decrypted files uh, at that point, which would have included the wallet files for uh the silk road or whatever was on his uh his computer Uh, in other cases they may uh, simply use intimidation to get uh, potential you know witnesses to cooperate and turn over wallets and things like that so that would be how okay okay i mean you know that
0: you know that bitcoin's not hackable that much you know right
1: yes right Yeah, but I just humans want to make sure are, that uh, people, right? people humans, listening are clear. Humans are hackable. Humans oh, yes. are subject to various different techniques, uh, including the ever-famous social um, manipulation. There's another term I'm, I'm missing. Social uh, engineering. Social engineering, thank you, where basically you just trick somebody. You know, And, and of course, a good example of this would be uh, phishing emails where uh, a certain email will pretend to be from another company that you might have done business with but it looks like the legitimate company's email and you're not thinking about it so you click on the link within the email and then it appears to be the company that you've uh, thought you were doing business with but it's actually a fake website that's designed to make you think that it's that company and then they ask you for your login information which you give to them because you're thinking you're logging into the site but they have actually stolen that information then they use it to get access to your actual account on that Actual site that those sorts of things happen uh, all the time to people, and so if you're not really careful with how you store your bitcoins, then they could be in jeopardy. You do have to be, you okay. know, aware.
3: Yeah, I'm just a, a gold and guns guy. I don't think too much of the the bitcoin necessarily, but <laughs> okay. Well it's not for everybody.
0: I, you know? I so, hope that the gold uh, heads way north here during this uh economic downturn, but it doesn't it seems to have kinda of laid flat. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping for the best, but haven't seen it really moving.
1: Yeah, I do love so uh, love I'll me some little, gold uh, as well. Go ahead, caller. I do a little hobby mining
3: around here too for gold, so it's always fun to find a little gold for beer money. You've actually That's awesome. done
1: that, you've actually uh panned for gold successfully.
3: Yeah, northern Michigan. That's pretty UP. sweet.
1: How long does it take to get out there and like find it? I mean, how many hours do you have to put in before you, you know, you snag some gold?
3: Uh I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I've put in a lot of time and found very little, but mm-hmm. you know, a couple hundred dollars worth over a year or two.
1: Okay. Beats fishing.
0: You don't have to clean fish afterwards.
3: Well, uh in the heat of the day when the fish aren't biting is when I do the mining i see <laughs> and then i go back to fishing
1: but in regards to your original question about north korea without knowing any details and you didn't know any details to share with us it's hard for us to make any statement about you know whatever that situation might have been okay hey thanks for the call tonight man i definitely appreciate hearing from you and you know bitcoin cryptocurrency isn't right for uh, for everybody if you if you aren't um interested at all in the technology then yeah you should definitely not get into uh cryptocurrency you should at least have some desire to understand it uh you know not at an engineering level or anything like that you don't need to know the code or anything like that but you should at least get some basic concepts down about decentralized cryptocurrencies maybe watch a few introductory videos like you might be able to find over at bitcoin.com for instance uh, yeah, to learn the basics about cryptocurrency before you get into it, before you start feeling comfortable purchasing a thing that you, you, know, you don't know anything about. Uh, does it have the potential to go up significantly over time? I would say it, it does. Um, but then again, you know, maybe we've seen the peak. Maybe, uh, maybe Bitcoin will never go above. $69,000 or whatever it was in early 2021. We have no idea what the what the future holds.
2: We don't, but the next few years are going to be interesting with everything going on with the SEC oh, and yeah. the Congress and legislation. It's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out.
1: Indeed. The number here, if you want to join the show, 603-283-6160. A story here about the Republicans changing their tune on law enforcement regarding the Trump indictment. According to the
2: Washington Post. Well, they're not really changing their tune. I I would caution all the libertarians out there like, oh, my God, the Republicans finally agree with us on police. Mm -hmm. No, look, it's just this one example, this one guy. And if he was, you know, some black ex-president, if he was Barack Obama, they wouldn't care.
1: Hmm. That's definitely true, and I think you're absolutely right about this, that once the Republicans get back in control of the law enforcement apparatus, they'll be back to the old ways and back to all the old sayings about well, law enforcement and we got to have a nation of laws and blah, blah, blah. Go ahead, Mark. You don't think that if Trump wins
0: that uh, he's going to put out a witch hunt as much as he can on the FBI? No. no. I think they
1: think that.
2: I I, I don't think they think that. I think
1: at okay. best, all he's going to do is fire the FBI boss man and put a new boss man in place.
2: Yeah, didn't the yeah the FBI gave him crap when he was president? That Comey guy, whatever his name was, he was constantly giving Trump crap about something, and Trump didn't do well, anything about it then.
0: I, he didn't. I don't know what he did and what he didn't do, um, but I can say that he seems to be pretty anti FBI right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, talk is cheap. So here's a story, at least, though. Scores of Republican elected officials and activists have sought to discredit the integrity of federal agencies that have investigated and charged Donald Trump, marking another step away from the GOP's longtime positioning as the party of law enforcement. Trump and many of his GOP presidential rivals have argued without evidence, claims the article, that the Justice Department has unfairly targeted the former president, even as some of those candidates also asserted that the federal charges he faces should be taken seriously. Republicans on Capitol Hill and beyond have similarly aimed to portray the Justice Department and the FBI as politically motivated actors, which they absolutely are. The, the FBI, for as long as it has existed, has been a politically motivated actor. Yep. They have gone after, you know, they've investigated and harassed and threatened uh, people as far back as Martin Luther King Jr. and allegedly were, you know, involved with Malcolm X's murder, from what I understand. And, I mean... JFK's,
0: is uh, the, the accusation's been made anyway.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, there's just, there's just been no shortage of the FBI investigating political opponents... Investigating people in certain political uh, view of of certain political viewpoints, infiltrating political movements, starting political movements to attract people to them. They're well uh, into the uh, the white nationalist movements, probably the black nationalist movements. They're into likely Antifa. They're into the alt right. I mean, these anywhere they can gin up any kind of you know controversy and Al-Qaeda. violence. Um, Al Qaeda. They, That's right. The CIA.
4: Uh,
0: no, uh, well, maybe then I've got the wrong one. Um, the you know, basically every Muslim attack that's occurred in the United States on soil in the last twenty years has been planned and funded to some
1: extent by the FBI. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, on soil, yeah, that's that's the FBI.
0: And libertarians,
1: sure. of course, also infiltrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any political group that could change the status quo, they want to be a part of it, so they can try to. Inject, undermine
2: it, Yeah, undermine
1: it, inject uh, dissent within the they ranks. They tried to come
0: into New Hampshire and you know, get people to buy illegal guns and sure God knows have. what.
1: Yeah, so we can talk more about it, though. Are the Republicans actually changing their tune on this one? If you are a Republican out there and you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join the show here and bring up whatever you want on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. It's Free Talk Live. And you can join the show here once. If anything you want to discuss, the number
2: is
1: 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. I want to say thank you to Free Talk Live supporter Patrick Easterday. A gold level supporter of our AMPS program. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. Gold level means he's doing 10 bucks a month. Thank you, Patrick, for the support there. We definitely appreciate it. It helps us get the word out about the ideas of freedom, liberty, peace, cryptocurrency, alternatives to the violent status quo that we uh, are so opposed to. Anyway, if you appreciate the mission that we're on here on Free Talk Live, you can go and join Patrick over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's A M P S dot, free talk live dot com and you can get signed up there through our Patreon. Maybe you don't like Patreon. You get some uh, problem with them, which I don't blame you. Uh, there are there's one more opportunity for you, which you can join via uh, to support us via our Odyssey channel. If you go to video dot com and click the join button, I believe up at the top of the channel, that will allow you to support us through Odyssey, which means that a portion of your fee will benefit Odyssey instead of helping uh, the people over at Patreon. So you get to choose how you support the show. And uh, once again, big thanks to Patrick Easterday for doing so at amps.freetalklive.com. As we go to your calls and thoughts here, Ricky in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Ricky, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
5: Thank you there, Brother Ian, Brother Mark. Sister Arya, good evening.
1: What's on your mind tonight, Ricky?
5: Well, I'll tell you this. I figure maybe five, five and a half years I've been calling into this show. And I have probably talked more about civil rights and just about anything else. And that's what I'm going to be talking about tonight. Okay. Now I'll say, you know, since I've come back upwards of six months ago, I've listened to a lot of things and a lot of things were new to me, but I'm going to talk about them tonight. Now last night, and I'll start with this one. Now, of course, all civil rights are important, and I'm a advocate of all of them. But last night I heard it was a Conejo. Now, uh,
0: Conejo. of
5: course, free speech. Huh? Conejo, yep. Okay, good enough. But free speech, of course, is important. Now, uh, he called in. and How did he start? Well, he, he imitated my accent, kind of like I just did now. Mm-hmm. Now, is that free speech? Of course it is, but so is. And I want to make a point here, so is making fun of somebody who wears glasses, or making fun of somebody's hair, or making fun of somebody's skin color, or you name it. Now, is it free speech? Sure, but it's not a cool thing to do
1: at all. Are you so really I mean, upset I, that somebody called in and no, did a Ricky no, I'm impression last night? No,
2: that's not where I'm going with. Is that what it, happened? Because I didn't hear it.
1: Yeah, Conejo okay. started so a couple doing a Ricky Ian, with like, hey, oh, sister, Arya. sister. I'm making a point here, Ian. I'm okay. not upset. I haven't
5: been able to have my feelings hurt since before I was an adult.
1: Now, a couple of things I've observed, though. What's the point of bringing different. up Conejo's call then? Because that has
5: happened multiple times since I've been back. But I have a point beyond this.
1: That's nothing. You know, they say it, imitation well, is the sincerest form of flattery, right? Indeed.
5: Yeah, but not making fun of somebody's accent. He kind of like somebody ridiculing. Oh, my goodness. Somebody, so I, I,
0: I disagree completely, Ricky. I think that this was very much imitation in the form of flattery. Okay, the guy but, um, okay, has listened no, to enough of your I calls. Listen to, me, listen to what I'm saying. The guy's listened to enough of your calls, listened mm-hmm. to them. Like He didn't turn off the radio when you came on. He <laughs> listened to them. That he could imitate your style. And deliver it. He didn't say ha, 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 "Ricky's an asshole"
1: nope. at the end. He did not. He just hey, imitated. You can't
5: say it. that on radio, there, Mark.
1: Yeah, you probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, Mark. that's I, what oh, I was thinking God, too, but But Mark is correct. Red, he uh, didn't ahead, insult Mark. you. He didn't go on to make his call about okay, how okay, terrible I, Ricky
5: I, well, maybe is. I'm than that, but I have a bigger point.
2: So I'm in this okay. Facebook group that you're reminding me of. It's called "Unlike You SJWs." I'm not offended and don't care at all. A novella, and it's all about you know people screenshotting these lengthy runs. I'm not a Offended at all? Like, you SJWs says like, 4,000 words of them ranting about how offended they are? I have a bigger point here,
1: Okay, Ricky, let's hear it.
5: Okay. Now, I have a bigger point. Now, one thing I have heard, though, since I've come back, and it does seem different than 17. And, you know, the important thing I look at, when you have rights, people, you know, tend to think about their rights, but they tend to not think about the rights of others, you know? And I'll, I'll give some examples of that. You know, something that I totally don't understand, uh, and, and there's all, I don't have to even go into the list, but I'm going to give one of them. Aria was just talking. Now, it's funny because when I first called, I've always called Sister Aria, Sister Aria. But in all honesty, it took a while listening uh, till I realized that Sister Aria was a tran- transgender girl and not just another girl host. See, because in 1968, I don't know what New Hampshire has, Pennsylvania added an amendment to our Constitution that says, simply put, uh, that there shall be no discrimination by sex, plain and simple. And see, it's funny because I have no problem casually and easily calling, uh, referring to Aria, she, her, girl, things like that. But that's funny because most callers, I notice tend to not do that. And to me... It seems completely natural, you know? And that's, I find troubling,
1: you know? So now you're upset over what callers are calling Aria?
5: Well, I I just think it, I think people tend to not look in the mirror and they don't, they think about, themselves but they don't think of other people like well that's very kind of you ricky however i don't
1: think aria really cares about what callers say. i know
5: but maybe somebody maybe a listener that's what i'm thinking you know when people call in i mean they don't have to It's good thing you
1: have ricky here to defend you right (laughs) Right, thank goodness i mean they don't
5: have to care about people's rights but imagine whether it be another caller
2: i don't think this is really an issue of rights though
1: right I mean, I know, I you know don't that. have a right to have somebody call you right. your pronouns or whatever, right? Or well, I you... think there is, because no.
2: Like, is that, there's
5: no discrimination by sex. Isn't that it?
1: Plain and simple? No, discri- I think
2: you have the right to discriminate by sex, though.
1: Yeah. Be, be, uh, besides, when they're talking about discrimination, they're talking about, like, you know, you've applied to to buy a home or you know, get a college diploma. Uh, application or some other kind of thing that you're being denied, which I agree with Aria. I think that people should be free to discriminate. That's a basic well, let
2: me, let me tenet, Unless a they work are. for the government. Do do? And which is in, in turn, I should be fair to discriminate against them by not going to bigots. Yes. But if I may, Aria, I mean, to me,
5: I see you
2: as a girl, period. That's it. I don't know how we even got to this, but thank you. <laughs> I know, but I mean, some people have such a problem with that.
5: And I don't personally understand why they why they have a problem seeing you as I do, just as a girl. You're blind.
6: (laughs) Well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I've never seen. I
5: wish I could personally. You know, but I don't understand. I mean, there is. I'm not going to name names, but there is some regular callers that have a serious problem with this. Where does this come from? I wasn't raised that way. No, that is
1: a good question, Ricky. Where does it come from? Uh, the people who are just—it seems like—obsessing uh, over trans people. Like I don't get it. I I, I don't it's either. A girl
5: or vice versa.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it's it, you know maybe it has something to do with the old uh, f- the idea that these people who were used to be obsessed with uh, the gays were actually closeted gays, right? Or they were were obsessed with cracking down on like you know uh, children having sex with people they actually were interested in with that. Like you you catch these uh, politicians. Who lead these right. charges in in the bathrooms, trying to do the very same things that they are uh, are against? What's so. happening right now
2: is very curious. though. So, like, I had generally stopped just scrolling social media in general, but today I did because I was bored and didn't have anything else to do. While I was you know, waiting, let, letting my dog play at the mm-hmm. creek, and the very first thing I saw was someone ranting about trans stuff. The next thing, someone ranting about trans stuff, and it's just over and over again, was some conservative or some conservatarian or whatever ranting about trans things and like i honestly don't get it either we are such a tiny portion of the population why are we being discussed like this it's obsessive it's crazy it's unhealthy you people have got to let this go i got called a marxist today wow okay yeah right like that's how far these people just because you're trans no it it was because i pointed out that you know most people in the lgbt community most lesbians don't just call themselves lesbians anymore they Mm. because lesbian is a broad term that means a number of different things some people use the word sapphic to describe or gynosexual or finsexual there's a bunch of different terms (laughs) have your god God, never heard of any of these (laughs) well gynosexual means you're attracted to cis women effectively and Bisexual means feminine in nature. Sexual means you're attracted to f- females of all categories. As sapphic is you're interested. It, it it's not important, right? It's just different types of lesbianism. Okay. And these this person was upset. So that didn't exist when I was dating. I'm glad I'm married now. I was like, well, okay. That's that's like saying that Netflix and chill didn't exist while you were dating. And now I was, this, this is not a bad thing. This means that now we can be more accurate. And what we like and what we don't like, and that to me is a good thing. So, like this is Marxist, this is queer Marxist. I didn't know you were a queer Marxist. I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 because I prefer language that is more precise over language that is less precise. Is this seriously the 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 place that we're at now? Where a well, trans person media is saying is
0: absolutely I, accessible There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it feeds you're like, that you're not, not going to get a good conversation about any one thing on social media. But I would say that. Um, you know, there's there's some things that people have, the problems they have with trans folks that are ridiculous and they have some problems with um, sort of the, the, the trans agenda, if there is such a no, thing they really don't. that I think is reasonable. No,
2: no, absolutely not. It's all a mask for homophobia and you can see this plainly. With no, well, I don't think so. Uh, if well, your i your mask can tell is you, starting to come off pay now. Att- Then just pay yeah. attention, Mark, or let a trans yeah, person who witnesses this explain it to you. Watch it. It's a, you see these stories from the human rights campaign or whatever saying, you know, it's a, this is a genocide against gay people and gay people are fleeing florida and just go and look at these people on social media saying thank god the gays are leaving florida mm-hmm. these same people who just six months ago are like no we don't hate trans people we're just trying to protect the kids now they're openly saying oh, thank yeah. god we're getting these gays out of here get I these fags r- r- out of actually here
0: actually care if somebody decides to leave florida or new hampshire or any particular state because some organization of socialists told them to
2: what they're not fleeing because they want to they're fleeing because they feel like they have to because the state is running persecuted. them out yes yeah
0: those yeah. are very different well, I, things i guess i'm not seeing this persecution in my daily yeah, how do you not for it. you're not looking but you're not no, looking what i can say is is what i do see in the news and in social media is, is i see men women winning women's uh, biological men winning women's sports do you and play and women's I sports you, i don't play women's well women sports. don't need no. you to defend them mark Oh, but I have a wife and a mother, and uh, I have friends with daughters. Do any of them play women's sports? And I know what fair looks like, and fair doesn't look like a biological man trouncing the crap out of women. Then take it up with the sports and until agencies you take, and, and... Until, Aria. Until you take the position that this is unfair, people are going to I say. I think that Aria you're has taken side. that position. in Yeah, fact. yeah but I, that's I don't exactly care. Exactly right. But I you don't care
2: it. whether it's un- No, I don't. She I don't have to say anything. It. I'm not going to say it just to please you conservatives who get hard when you look at DeSantis. I don't but, care, man.
1: But the thing is, Arya has taken that position. I think you have said that it's it's inherently unfair for somebody who was born as a yeah, man testosterone's a steroid to you know people born as men have stronger uh, upper body strength than women. Period. What? Right. Like so. But the solution here isn't to complain and whine about it. it. Is to say, hey, if your favorite sports league. Is letting people who are born biologically male compete with females? Then it's an issue with that sports league. They need to be talked to by the people who care, by the people who social buy their media products. is kind of how we
0: talk now. When no, your sports league no. is
1: getting bad press, it's no. how we engage in you toxicity. Them. You contact them directly if you want them to know how you feel about a thing. And there are certain leagues who do not allow this uh, from happening. It's usually the governments that are allowing this. By the way, there was some story that I had. It's not on my show prep for tonight. But it was about a ruling by a government court that said, well, if you're a government school, you got to allow it. So it's happening within the government structures. But like actual More sports the leagues that are separate from the state, they get to set their own rules.
2: And to be fair, Mark, I don't play any sports either. No, if I was to get back into kickboxing, I would obviously not compete in the women's division simply because I don't think that's fair. And I don't believe in... I don't think it's fair either. Right. And that's but, all I'm saying. Oh, okay, but, is, but, is that- but Mark... I'm not finished. One of my best friends has a master's degree in some sort of physical education thing. I don't know. She was going to be a soccer coach. or something. she played soccer in high school. She coaches girls soccer. And she put it to me like this. No one cares about trans athletes until they win. And right. that, that's no the bottom line here. No one would care about a man
0: competing in women's
2: sports it until ha- he won. They lose all the time. Trans women are everywhere of course losing they lose in all women's the time. sports. And no one's upset about that. It's not until these people win that conservatives get upset.
0: Look, there's a biological difference. If somebody was born with an X and a Y chromosome, they're going to have a physical advantage, just as you said. And I get it. When, when they lose, no one cares. And they, people only care when they win. But, um, you know, like, for well, instance, when the, women, no when, they, lose. when the U.S. women's soccer team lost – from Two goals to seven to a boys, a 15-year-old boys soccer team in Texas. I think that that put a finer point on it than I ever could.
1: I'm not familiar
2: with so that. So but... the boys were it better It happens athletes? all the
0: time. The women's, U.S. women's soccer team plays young men's teams all of the time and loses all of the time. It happens often. Okay, because there's a difference between biological men and biological women. I'm That's what we to just talked about. Trans women all day long. Like Bar- Aria is a trans woman and deserves to be treated as such because she uh, conducts herself in such a fashion. I have no particular problem with that. Maybe you just but, want a white knight for women's sports. <laughs> I, look, I have friends and family. Look, if my wife decided to compete in jujitsu against somebody who decided to
2: transition, yeah. I think I'd be a little upset. Well, well Mark, I, that's not really fair because plenty of cis women, you know, born with vaginas and everything, have higher levels of testosterone than genetic men, than cisgender men. You know I, this, I, right.
0: I, I can see the point I can see the point that's made, but I think that you need to make a distinction so somewhere. It, no, and no. so no, here's no. the distinction that's, that's I'm willing that's what to we're make since, to do. You, since you brought the topic up, I will put a solution on the table. And that solution is that we have two leagues: one for people who are born with two X chromosomes, and yes, you can test them. But and that's yes, useless. Some women are, will be kicked out because that thought they were women end up with oh my God, there's a X X and a Y, and that will happen. There's a league for people with two X chromosomes, and then there's a league for everybody else, and that's it. There's your solution.
2: No, that's a terrible solution because chromosomes X don't dif- chromosomes don't differentiate which one is better at sports. It's literally just testosterone, and some women have higher levels of testosterone than men. If you're going to measure, if you, if you want some sort of scientific basis upon which you can measure and differentiate these two groups, you have to go with testosterone levels, not chromosomes.
0: Any, any athlete with, um, that's you know, building muscle and that kind of thing is going to have more testosterone than some sedentary dude who does what I do for a living.
2: That doesn't matter. There are plenty of women athletes out there who have more testosterone than male athletes. I mean, these things just, happen. Hormones levels vary among individuals. Okay, I, there was recently a there was recently a sprinter who uh, they accused her of being trans. She was from somewhere in Africa because she had unusually high testosterone levels. Yeah, it's and it turns, and it turns out she's just a girl, right? Yep. But people were freaking out, going, "Oh Does my god, this person trans." Did they test this,
0: um, or did she have to? Uh, why X's do people?
2: Why Why do chromosomes factor into the equation in the beginning? Because they it's don't an have, easy
0: way, a shorthanding of figuring this out. But I've already proven people,
2: to you they don't work. Some women have higher levels of t- some XX people have higher levels of testosterone than XY people. So what difference do, you do think the chromosomes make? There needs make? to be a
0: distinction, and how would you make this distinction?
2: It's not my what, place what to make this is? distinction. I don't, oh, I don't, so I don't exist in sucks, the society of dividing. Yeah, your your distinction is to divide these people into groups based on their testosterone levels, but to not call it testosterone and to instead look at their chromosomes that don't affect their actual testosterone levels. Yes, that's a bad idea. If you're going but to just divide just them by the testosterone levels, of use women testosterone can levels
0: in an XX league, and they would be happy with that. And that's the solution that would keep people relatively happy. Look, we made a league for people to You're also assuming that these, these trans women athletes have XY chromosomes. They might not. I'll bet some of them may have XXY and a whole variety of Some of them of may just persons. have
2: XX. You don't know. Then, then
0: why in the world would somebody need to transition if they had two X chromosomes? Because
2: human sexuality is weird, man. Have you never looked into it? Like, people are like... X-X- no, I don't spend, like spend a lot it? of time X-X- figuring people, out a
0: mafrodidia, but my understanding of it X-X- is... Some XX
2: people can be born with, like, full-on male equipment, man. Nope, never heard that. Okay, well, look into it. It happens.
1: Okay, Mark, you brought up jujitsu. And by the way, Ricky, thanks for the call tonight.
2: Thanks uh, for opening up this can of worms yeah. that I hate discussing. Yeah. And why do I have to be a biologist just to, ha- just to defend my existence or the existence of trans people doing something they want to do in the first place,
0: Mark?
1: I mean, look,
2: Mark, is look, there I, all an I'm issue? saying is, is
0: that they should have a league where trans people can compete against people that is fair. Is there a Nothing problem is fair. currently
1: in jujitsu? I mean, like, are the jujitsu yes. leagues. Uh, <laughs> Listen not- to
0: Joe Rogan. The guy does announcing for
2: jiu-jitsu, and, and apparently some women have been, like, broken in half uh, competing. Okay. Uh, it's called De La Chapelle syndrome, Mark. It's XX male syndrome, and that's effectively what it is. It's people with two X chromosomes being, uh, being a side male at birth, basically. There are only so many ways I can say this on the air, but basically it, it's a dude, but they have XX chromosomes.
0: Yeah, I'm really surprised um, to hear it. I had never heard this before. Do you have any idea of how many people in a million this happens to? Does it matter? Yeah. Why? Because
2: because then people just, are just going to fall back with, the okay, well, this doesn't count because it applies to 0.1% of people out there. It counts. It counts for those people that it
0: accounts for. But It just um, sounds like curious. the same kind of thing people I've, say when I've they're like trans are like 0.1%. I've proffered a solution. And until given a better solution, I'm going to continue to use that solution. I am open to new solutions, but my solution is people who have two X chromosomes should have been in a league. I have now been presented with an interesting uh, case that may stand in the way of this particular thing. And I wonder to myself, how many dudes who have two X chromosomes have ever bothered checking how many, what kind of chromosomes they have? Almost. So I don't first of
2: all, but I do have your number here. Um, uh, of those who get detected, it seems to be about one in twenty thousand newborn males have XX chromosomes. In- interesting.
1: Okay, it's uh, a much uh, larger. Here's what number than I'm I not expected. clear on, Mark. You're saying that within the jujitsu community, w- of yep. which you are a part, uh, not anymore. That, well, you were. Uh, that there was a problem, or is a problem, with trans people competing in women's tournaments. I think that there was a there was a problem in the past. That doesn't happen anymore. Why is that? Because they hurt people. There people was, what does the league do about that?
2: There was one MMA fighter recently, I think it was last year or the year before, who transitioned and then, you know, she, she broke someone's skull and it, it was horrific. This trans woman did. But in her very next match, she got the crap beaten out of her by another woman, right? To say that she only won because she was a woman is fundamentally not what happened in that particular scenario. They're 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 beating each other in the head with their fists. Someone's yep. skull is bound to get cracked at some point. Okay. Yeah, I just, what I, happened, I, I,
1: Mark? Why, why was it not a problem later? Why was it not a you problem? You said it was a problem later. having uh, trans because people. Because people won't put up with this. And
0: they're not just not going to listen to this. Like all the all the excuses in the world. Well, well sometimes the the okay, biological but, uh, men lose. I just want to know, you know and all happened. that stuff. Okay. And they're just like, hold on. Well, just, I'm telling you, is is this? You're giving um, me all this rationale. In the MMA community, what? this lady got uh, her skull cracked. In other okay. situations, in Jujitsu, people have gotten their arms pulled out of socket and a okay. variety of things. Her name and
2: is Fallon Fox, and she's still in MMA. She hasn't. People okay, have but, put up with it basically. Okay, but what I'm
1: trying to understand is, you said it was a problem. It's not a problem now. People got mad. Did the league decide to change their rules? I
0: don't know the specifics. I can tell you no. Okay, well then that's a problem. The the IBBJ, excuse me, IBJJF changed their, didn't change their uh, ruling on this?
2: I'm looking at what Fox News has to say about it, and they are suggesting that UFC and MMA have not changed their rules regarding trans fights. Well,
0: fighters. UFC and MMA don't really care what happens to the people who walk into the ring. They're just well, there for Fallon a good fight. Fox,
2: the woman you're referring to, who broke someone's skull open, was a trans woman. You was mentioned the first it, MMA and fighter. I
0: agreed. I remember. I've heard that story too, and it's a it's a horrifying story. Well, then
2: what anecdote are you are you pointing to? Because this this is actually the actual story. I wasn't prepared
0: here. for this, so I don't have stories for this. Um. And, uh, you know, I mean, I can look something okay. up.
1: But just to focus but, back in on the jiu-jitsu community, again, that's different from MMA or yes, whatever. Yes, it is, a little bit. Uh, yeah. So in jiu you're saying people got hurt, but you don't believe, but uh, you don't think that anything has changed or they, they did I change? I think that
0: the VIBJJF has changed their rules. Okay, that's problem
1: solved. Well, all what, I'm is saying, all the con- what is all the controversy about? Like, what do you mean all if, the controversy? If women don't want to have fights with people who were born as males who are now presenting as women, then they should just turn around and say, you know what? This is not a league oh, that I want to participate in. Mark, the Agreed. IB, whatever it is.
2: I the just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to tell you this, but they don't use chromosomes. They go by testosterone level, which was my idea. Huh. Okay, well, I'm because glad you're going to use objective measurement. Look, That's the only you can use. I don't propose to be use. right. I'm just
0: trying to come up with a solution. As a guy sitting on the sideline that, that thinks it's ridiculous that biological men get in and compete with women. And, and like, look, look, this is the only area that I have a problem. And I don't know why me even talking about it is some kind of insult to you. I'm trying to come up with a solution that is fair for everybody involved, <laughs> including but the trans women. But you don't even women. sit on the board of the you know yeah.
1: these different groups. And so okay? I should well, just I have cares?
0: no opinion? As a talk show host, I should not have an no, opinion not- on
1: that, an opinion but, like, on every other
2: freaking no one
1: cares about your solution is honestly they don't just... care about any of my solutions <laughs> to anything but we do radio here
2: i just don't understand why i have to you know defend trans women in sports simply you because don't. i'm a trans person you can you're stop upset it anytime about it you want.
1: all right there's more coming up here in moments hour number two is on the way it is free talk live some of you have wanted to support free talk live's mission on a monthly basis but don't want to support patreon now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Freetalk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired you'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the odyssey chat room and if we get enough supporters we may enable members only chat this new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just patreon and also support a libertarian run business odyssey Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today. Free Talk Live. off the second hour of the program. Are Republicans actually changing their tune on the FBI and federal law enforcement agencies? We can dig into that one a little bit deeper here. Plus, uh, flag waivers and uh, Taylor Swift concert situation that Aria wanted to talk about. We'll get into that coming up here in a little bit.
2: Yeah, because I love Taylor Swift. (laughs) Do you? No. I don't even know who she
1: is. I mean, she's I've heard the name. but a I... country music star who turned to a pop star, basically, as I, mean, I understand she's
2: it. the most successful musician in the world at the moment. Is that right?
1: More than Kanye West?
2: I, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think she's the only artist to ever hold all 10 of the top 10 songs at a given time. Like, when her latest album came out, mm-hmm. like, the top 10 played songs, I don't wow. remember the metric, that they, they were all her songs wow, from crazy. that album. That is impressive. Yeah, I think you've heard of such a thing.
1: All right, we can talk about all that coming up here, uh, but of course, your calls and thoughts come first. We're going to go to the phones. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty 603 283 6160. Plus, Mark, you want to talk about Stop and Frisk down in Mexico City, uh, but first, we go to Tim in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, Tim.
7: Well, I don't know anything about
5: uh, transsexuals playing sports, but when I think about transvestites playing
0: sports,
1: <laughs> on, I'm That sounds up. funny.
0: I guess you want to try that again? What's the difference between a transvestite
1: and a transsexual? Well, transvestite's a showman, right? Does anyone know the answer?
2: I, I think oh. transvestite is just a deprecated term that no one uses anymore. That would effectively mean you know...
0: Uh... I thought it was the same as drag queen.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think so. All
1: right, anyway, well, see if anyway, it out.
5: so when I think when I think of a transvestite playing sports. I immediately see Jamie Farr uh, has Klinger and Mash playing baseball in a wedding dress.
1: Okay.
0: Yep, I think that that's what we, one would be and it would would be expected to think of. Yep.
1: Uh, transvestite, then, uh, according to psychiatry, a person sometimes assigned male at birth who assumes the dress and manner usually associated with a different sex for psychological or sexual gratification. It also means crossdresser. So
2: And, and then a, he can yeah.
5: chug a bud, he, he can chug a Bud Light after he hits the home
1: run.
2: All right. Thanks for the call tonight, Tim. I bought a friend a shirt today that says, um, I drank one Bud Light and now I'm a bottom. And, like that's
1: <laughs> my favorite shirt right now. Uh let's go to the phones here. We got Skeeter on the line in California. Skeeter.
8: Yeah, hey. Just felt the need to uh calling and then uh defend myself from uh Bonnie when she misrepresented me after you guys hung up on me. Uh so I wanted to like uh so Peter, I thought Peter, before that she you misrepresented. go on. Really.
0: Um, hey, before yeah. you go on, I'm going to give you a little tip here. Um I've done the show for 20 years and I can tell yeah. you there's nothing more frustrating as the first seat. That's what Ian's doing tonight. There's nothing more frustrating at the first seat than somebody who wants to call in and talk about something that happened in the past with somebody who's uh, about somebody who's not on the show tonight. Um I mean, it's just—it's just really difficult. Allowed
8: her to misrepresent me when you guys hung up on me.
0: I didn't allow her to do anything. I didn't know what you were trying to say.
8: Uh, No, but she represented. She started talking about how I, the history between me and her, which is only two calls. So she she kind of like made it seem like uh, you know I I did call a lot like last week, but only two of the calls were with her and Arya at the same time, and then uh, she misrepresented that, saying that I only call in. And I say, oh,
0: right. Okay, we're going to have the right? conversation anyway. After I yeah. told you that it's very frustrating as the first seat, right? You do know that's going to abbreviate your call. When Ian's frustrated, the person when the person in the first seat. I'm is just wondering how
1: long he's going to go on for about this. Or well, that's what I'm just trying thing? to tell him. This is I'm, I'm giving gonna,
0: him I'm fair warning. This is as fair of a warning as it gets. Skeeter is that when you're in the first seat, and I've been there many a times, and I will just dump them if I get if I'm sick of listening to the crap. Goodbye. Thank you. Yeah. This is, yeah.
1: I mean, this why don't you use this, this opportunity instead of complaining yeah. about what one host said about you last night? Why don't you use this as the opportunity to express the thing that you had said last night that you were going to tell us about before you kept getting distracted uh, by expressing how you how much you didn't want to talk to Bonnie, even though you called on the night oh. Bonnie was on.
8: Yeah. So, I mean, it's a slightly different topic because uh, I was talking about rights when uh, with her calls, I was talking about the non-aggression principle and, and the definition of aggression. So like, oh, I was, you're that I was guy. Rehash, yeah. Yeah. High area. Hi, Area. <laughs> right. yeah, so what were you going to call exactly about? The, I was going to rehash the exact scenario I gave them and give you guys a crack at it. But also, like, in the meantime, like, you'll see, like, I wasn't just calling and say, hey, rights are ridiculous, right? Right.
1: <laughs> but that was what so you I was gonna, were saying, I was right? Give you the, so What's well, the scenario? I'm going to
8: challenge you guys on the non-aggression principle, but I'm going okay, to give the background of of the exact scenario I gave them, which they tried okay. to avoid.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm ready okay, to hear so it. I am the okay, th- I am the, the best at answering direct questions. Give it to me. I'm ready.
8: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, as long as it's funny. But, okay, so I, I, um, I heard them talking about uh, the non-aggression principle, how principled you guys are and they gave a definition of aggression Aria gave the definition of aggression so i called in i challenged them right because she gave the definition of um initiation of force is wrong right it should ne- it should never be used the non-aggression principle that's what it says right so i I'm called listening. in. Yep. I, I said uh, so i called in i say um hey uh yeah what's your definition? Uh, i just heard you say, say the definition of aggression initiation of force how come that that doesn't apply to, let's say, kids, right? Because uh, and then they agreed, like uh, the blonde-haired girl uh, agreed that uh, they would aggress against their kid from stopping them from making decisions. I think I gave the uh, specific example of uh, a kid wanting to commit suicide. Right. I mean, there's other things too, like you know, consensual sex, uh, financial decisions. Dude, if it's Nikki and you want
2: to talk to, she will be on tomorrow. I think he wants I mean, to ask Mark no, the no, same I'm just, question. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I'm just saying he wants to talk about how, how he got Nikki and Aria and Bonnie last Wednesday. Well, it sounds like he said he wanted no, to no, ask I'm...
1: Mark the same question. I'm ready to answer the question. Yes. Is, yes. It, it is acceptable yeah. by
0: libertarian yeah. principles to aggress against uh, kids. Is, is that the question?
8: Yeah, but I also wanted like complete like what exactly happened. So I just wanted to defend myself because she she made she portrayed me like some. Okay, she, some so you guy just no logic, want to keep right?
1: living in the past and talking about what somebody said to you on another show. But you did get the you, question you out, kind her. of. So I'm gonna put you on hold here, Mark. Now, as a father, you've actually had Eat to her. deal with uh, with this situation. I think you actually told us about uh, one time when I don't know if it was Jack was like running toward the road at your old house and you had to grab him, right? Like what the, him up, right? Yeah. I
0: stopped his volition um, of uh, running out into a busy highway. Um, another time, uh, you know, hey, I had to go somewhere and I can't leave him sitting there on his own playing with, uh, you know, cookies and Batman figures. I've got to, we got to go. And, um, you know, he didn't want to get in the car seat at that moment. So, you know, a little push, a little click, click, and off we go. I mean, that's kidnapping when you do it to an adult. Mm-hmm. But when you do it to your kid, it's just getting them in the car. You mm, right. <laughs> so um, I think that libertarianism is very clear uh, when it talks about it, that it talks about adults, right? Like adults initiating force. Now, we don't generally say when we, we talk about the non-aggression principle, we don't use the term adult to describe it, but that's the caveat that's often used. Another point that I would make is, is that, um, and this doesn't always go as so well, is that I'm not the individualist that I was prior to having kids. What I've learned is, is that the basic human um, group is the family. And now there are individuals in the family, and they can choose to leave the family when they want. But They also have the consequences of leaving the family. So, if I decide to, you know, leave my theoretical family and uh, go someplace else, I can't expect my theoretical wife to have sex with me whenever I want. I can't expect my meal to be made for me. I can't expect a whole variety of things. So, a young person who, um, you know, wants to act like an adult can't expect everything that young people get done for them to be done for them. And ultimately they're going to probably not like that. Like, cause mostly one of the things that sort of uh, distinguishes an adolescent is somebody who wants to act like an adult when they want to act like an adult and wants to act like a child when they want to act like a child.
1: All right. Uh, and I just want to add in here, maybe before I go against my better uh, decisions and uh, put Skeeter back on the line to respond to that, Um, I, I, we talked about this within the last few weeks on the show. I don't know if it was Skeeter who called in that led this conversation, but this conversation did come up where I had brought up the idea that from my perspective was that the non-aggression principle wasn't a perfect principle, that there were certain times at which it just, you know, needs to be discarded. And we talked about the cases of like grabbing a kid before it runs out in front of a, of a car or in the case of uh, of adults, a crazy person who might be a, a danger to themselves or others, and uh, and it, it led to some interesting disagreements. Or the pushing
0: the person out from a, in front of the bus, right? right? That like one. The, yeah. the person who's not looking, and a bus is barreling down on them and yep. going to kill them, yep. and you 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 grab them in a you know football tackle and knock them to the ground. They abrade their arms. Maybe yeah. they get whiplash. Right uh, you know, and and they're they're like, my God, I can't believe you aggressed against me. You know, that person probably needs a, a sock shoved in their mouth.
2: Yeah. Right. And the discussion we were having when he called Wednesday was he wanted that definition. He wanted us to define aggression or nonviolence. He wanted us to define something. And as I explained to him then, my position on definition had severely changed the previous 48 hours and it still is different. I'm not, I'm not going to sit and argue about Webster, what Webster says a word means. To me, that's, that's fruitless. <laughs> It gets us nowhere.
1: What I wanted to say was uh, that after we had the conversation on the air about, you know, the non-aggression principle not being a perfect principle, uh, Bonnie had a conversation with me after the show when we were out walking coconut later that night and she she made the argument then it was kind of an interesting one and i'm sure i can't exactly recount it here so uh, hopefully i won't brutalize it too badly in my attempt to recount it
2: if not she can call us
1: some night you're not on <laughs>
2: yeah, correct me talk to you about it yeah. uh
1: and and she kind of made, made the argument that it was not aggression to do for instance taking your kid out from you know the roadway where they've run into or etc because it is essentially an act of defensive uh force in that case that it is not a you know violate it wasn't a violation of the non-aggression principle because it just didn't qualify as aggression it was an interesting viewpoint i'm not sure if i've been persuaded on it yet or not and i and i and i'm also not sure if i've recounted it correctly anyway uh with that in mind skeeter did you want to respond to what mark said to you
3: Ah
8: uh, you guys made uh, you guys took your turns. I forgot even what Mark originally said. <laughs> I was like trying to try to remember each one of your points that I wanted to address. That's the problem. Right
0: address there. any of the points so, you want?
8: Uh, okay, so let me start off by saying uh, I wasn't part of that call uh, okay. with whatever like uh, you admitting that the non-aggression principle is inadequate for a, a moral theory like you need more. At, well, at least some some matter on you We've know always said that it's that,
2: not a moral theory yeah
8: i've always oh, no, said place so, to start
2: yeah here's the thing here's the
8: can i talk so Arya and uh aria bonnie and uh what's her other what's the
3: blonde chick name nikki
8: nikki yeah. nikki they were they were adamantly trying to adhere to it instead of admitting like it's inadequate that's that's a difference and, you know, the other thing, there's a big thing, a big problem. Earlier you said, Arya, that you prefer more precise language than imprecise well, language. Well, before you go on, Skeeter, then- I
1: just want to add in here, and I think you were about to say this, Arya. We have frequently said for many years on Free Talk Live that in order to have a good, functional, uh, honest society— you have to have more than the non-aggression principle. The non-aggression principle is nothing more than a baseline expectation of don't hurt people. It but, is a
2: bare minimum of acceptable behavior. Yeah,
1: but there's so right. much more that uh, goes into having a good society, like having people being, you know, generous and honest, and uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that people should be doing and uh, how they treat other human beings that are much higher level than just simply non-aggression.
0: Right. I think without the non-aggression principle, without a violation of the non-aggression principle, that there is no good grievance against somebody like you can dislike them or you can say, I think they're stupid or whatever the grievance is. But that not, without those things, you can't uh, sort of get any kind of recompense from them.
8: OK, uh, I mean, I OK, so. Also, the scenario I gave them was suicide, not 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 uh, not somewhere where someone uh, doesn't know danger's coming and, you know, you're saving them and they're not aware of the situation. They they intentionally want to kill themselves. Right. Yep. But anyway, uh, beside the case, when you make when you make a, when you make an argument. So it's a slippery slope when you make an argument uh, that you as a parent and it gets hairy there. Does the parent only have that
2: decision where they can make, and and then you? Dude, can I'd you stop anybody a who is attempting. <laughs> and then, holy crap, and then, dude! You stop in the middle of every yeah, sentence and start a completely new one.
8: Yeah, yeah,
1: sorry. Yeah, I'm why don't we focus on because, the suicide question you guys, here, tra- uh, Skeeter? You guys
8: trained me. You, you guys, you guys.
1: No, I don't think on you, on you guys, can blame for, us on this one, Skeeter. I think this has to do with the way you communicate you know, or the lack of. You guys
8: give three points, and I, I can't address
1: one at a time. Like, all right, well, thank you for trying. Thank you for the call tonight. He brings uh, up this
2: point every time he calls. Like, yes, there are three people on the show, man. That's that's the show. It's the nature of the yeah, beast. You just
1: pick one and you focus on the one. Okay, it's not that not that hard to do.
2: What they want to do uh, is they want to call in and they want to pick on Bonnie or pick on me or they want to pick out the person that they think is going to be the easiest to challenge. And they just want to ignore everyone else and make mm-hmm. everyone else shut up so they can just argue with this one person. And no.
1: Uh, But let's talk about the suicide question. I think that's an interesting one, Mark. You said you would stop the person. I I would stop an adult, a
0: child, anyone that I thought was attempting to commit suicide. I am of the opinion that it is a short-sighted action Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, you. If you're out in public doing it, you're creating a mess for somebody else to clean up. um, That's true. And it's very basic. Well, we we got to
2: remove that and the law from the equation in the first place because in modern American society, if you let someone kill themselves, you're you're probably going to be charged with some sort of manslaughter. I, I would imagine, like if you know okay, they're going to be jumping off a
0: bridge and you're walking by, you're not going to get in trouble for it. But okay, okay. I, I could as a, a, say, as a person with the uh, Red Cross certifications.
2: Let, let's say they're doing it in the safe, in the comfort of their home. They're not doing this out in public. They're not going to blow their brains out in front of any children or any of these other things. It's just, it's just straight up suicide. That's it.
1: But then you probably wouldn't okay. know about it, right?
2: Well, for for whatever reason, you know about. They have texted you like, "Hey, I'm about to kill myself. So can you come get my dog tomorrow or whatever?" Mm, okay.
0: Um, I I think the best suicide I'd ever heard of was actually, um, like a relative of one of the hosts of free talk live at the time. It's been close to 15 years, I'm sure. Um, and she went out into the woods when it was, you know, deadly cold in New Hampshire and she didn't come back. She brought a, a bottle of liquor and she never came back. Now there's a problem. Helium
2: is so much better than that.
0: Uh, look, I'm not giving people advice on how to commit suicide. Well, am, I'm they, they should <laughs>
2: minimize their suffering. if They're going to kill themselves. They should minimize
0: like, the freaking mess they're going to make all over the wall. Well, yeah, and helium is going to do
2: that too. Like, what do you do with it, the helium? It, it suffocates you, but because uh, it, your body doesn't produce carbon dioxide when you exhale, because it's just mm-hmm. helium, it doesn't trigger the panic reflex, so you just sort of pass out and fall asleep and die.
1: I uh, So I think to, as far as whether or not to stop someone from committing suicide, I think it has to do with well, what are their reasons for committing suicide? Is this someone Why with, just uh, stop them? They can figure
0: they can do it if they want to do it. They can do it again later. Really? Like what have I cost them in time and money? You've made them
1: stay alive. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, so uh, what? I'm willing I, to do it. I That's don't I don't not your like, right. Yeah, I don't feel like I should go I, against someone I'm willing to wishes. violate
0: the non-aggression principle in this circumstance. I get That's it. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure I, I really don't agree, do. but I get okay. it.
1: Yeah, I, I would tend to lean against stopping from uh, someone from committing suicide simply because it's not my decision. I don't feel like it's my decision to make. If they want to kill themselves, then they've got some sort of reason for that, whether it's rational or irrational. Uh, it could be someone who has a, uh, t- a terminal illness, and they've decided that they, you know, they're a burden to their their family, yep. and they don't want to uh, go on living. Or it could just be somebody who's suffering from a bout of depression, and they would pull out of it, and they would have a, a better life down the line. I don't. In many cases, I wouldn't know. Uh, one way or another and I just don't feel like it... Uh, I think I, it's I don't context like
2: it. specific right? Like if it was just some 16 year old girl who was cutting herself like okay look first of all no just relax stay off the internet stay away from the bullies or whatever you'll be fine mm-hmm. you're not fat What, stay off Instagram whatever but if it was someone who like some 40 year old dad who just lost his kids in the divorce and he's living out of you know the heroin hotel over here on West street and you know, he's got nothing to live for. He's like, I'm just going to kill myself. Like these are two very different situations. And one of those, like with the teenager who's just depressed or anxiety or whatever, you can reasonably talk them out of it. They'll almost certainly be glad they stayed alive, but some people, you know, they're past any, any point of hope. And if they want to kill themselves, I'm not going to stop them. I'll offer them suggestions on doing it without making a mess. <laughs>
0: My, my thought process on it is, is that if they're really beyond hope or whatever, and they can do it when I'm not pa- passing by, like they'll have another opportunity. All right. Uh, I think no. it's
2: selfish to want someone else to stay alive because it would inconvenience you if they didn't.
0: Well, I, I don't <laughs> wouldn't call it an inconvenience. Or... You know what's an inconvenience? Okay. Stopping and, b- and bothering with somebody who, who had you know takes the, the trouble of killing themselves out in public. We removed the public theme from the scenario. No one, no one. Well, I'm not going into these people's no houses. One. Hey, hey, are you committing suicide in there? I'm not knocking
2: on doors seeing if people are committing suicide in their house. So we're having a discussion about an imaginary situation that's never going to come up.
1: Sounds like, well, it. that sounds like libertarians,
2: I've- man. So, so we're having a discussion about the imaginary person who's going to kill themselves out in the streets in front of the imaginary children and traumatize them for life because they're going to use a gun It's going to be imaginarily traumatizing. But to go well, back like, to the outside idea. Somebody
0: has to – okay, in that household – and now you're, you're talking about helium, and I think that's a much better choice. Um, you know, the, the first thing is don't make a mess. But, I mean, for instance, ServPro has to come in and clean the brains off the wall every single day in this country. And that's a really crappy thing to do to somebody's psyche.
2: Oh, I agree. This is why I talk about, you know, helium. Hey, people, if you're going to kill yourselves, don't use a gun. Use
0: helium. But people who research. are killing themselves in many cases are screaming out for help. And the kind of person who screams out for help wants to make a mess so that somebody else has to, to deal with their life. and The their, kind and of their person existence.
2: screaming out for help won't use helium because helium will kill them. There's no second guessing. Right. There's no going back. Once you drop that bag, you're dead. Yeah, probably true. Yeah, this isn't like cutting your wrist in the bathtub or whatever it is that people do for attention or because I wonder they're what the percentage, for
0: help. Because I'll bet it's very high of people that kill themselves while drunk. Like, you know, they make a poor decision and they're like, uh, you know, my decisions just suck. I'm going to kill myself, you know, and then that the consequence of a drunken action, uh, you know, ends their life. I don't know. Because it seems like a likely high number to me.
1: The number, if you want to join the show, this uplifting episode of Free Talk Live, (laughs) the number is 603-283-6160. Maybe you were suicidal. You got talked out of it and your life is better now, you want to comment, uh, you're certainly welcome to I mean, there was that. a
2: friend who I think she lived in Pennsylvania. Uh, I think her name was Sarah. We never actually met, but she was a libertarian, and she was well-known in the pork-fest circles, and for whatever reason, she killed herself about five years ago, oh, not geez. long after. Like, pretty much right after I moved to New Hampshire, it was on Facebook that she had to kill herself, and it was Man, tragic. It sucks. You know, Young, beautiful girl, presumably lots of reasons to live for, but none of that means anything to me. She decided she wanted to go, and she went.
1: In response to charges Trump is facing, according to the Washington Post, some allies have hinted at a violent response, putting authorities on high alert as the hours tick down to Trump's first appearance in federal court, which was earlier today. Uh, He was indicted on 37 counts related to classified documents found at his Mar-a-Lago home. Uh, And he, by the way, did plead not guilty earlier today on that one. Uh, At a rally Monday night in West Palm Beach... Kerry Lake, a Trump ally who lost the Arizona Governor's race last fall said quote, "They can't arrest all of us. they can't indict all of us. they can't stop all of us. We are so powerful together." Oh we'll almost to... uplifting' it's just talking about Trump. <laughs> we'll get to more of this. Have the Republicans changed their tune on law enforcement coming up It is free talk live are open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Are the Republicans actually changing their tune about law enforcement? Uh, That is the question being asked by the Washington Post. appears to be, I think, an opinion piece. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit further here. I am skeptical that they will have any kind of permanent change in their beliefs. Uh, The comments here, uh, you're welcome to join the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian, Aria, and Mark here tonight. And speaking of Marks, Mark Warden is with Porcupine Real Estate. He's the founder of Porcupine Real Estate and a longtime sponsor here on Free Talk Live. Uh, We've talked, of course, a lot about the libertarian migration here to New Hampshire that is ongoing. It's been going on for two decades uh, now as part of the Free State Project. And many, uh, I think well over a thousand people moved in 2021, 600, I think, officially moved in 2022. So these last couple of years have been record setting years for uh, people coming here as part of the Free State Project. But you also have to have somewhere somewhere. Uh, in which to move and uh, you got to figure out that figure that stuff out before you get here usually so uh, you can go and sign up for the upcoming webinars that the folks over at porcupine real estate are putting on they're going to be covering some of the real freedom victories that we've had here in new hampshire and also some of the medical freedoms gun freedoms best practices for moving to the free state finding housing here they're going to cover those things you can get signed up for them Uh, they're free to attend just have to sign up over at move.freetalklive.com. That will just take you right over to the Porcupine Real Estate sign-up page. Once again, that's move.freetalklive.com. So if you've got questions about the community of liberty-minded people that are up here in New Hampshire, you got questions about uh, the real estate scene, then you definitely want to get connected on these upcoming webinars. Just go to move.freetalklive.com to get signed up. And you can also watch previous ones by going to their YouTube channel, which is called Porcupine Real Estate. Uh, We continue here with your calls. Uh, I just
0: want to mention real quick that uh, Porcupine Real Estate will help you with renting as well as buying. Um, That's right. I think it's a good idea to rent your first year in New Hampshire just to figure out where you want to be in the state. And that you know buying is kind of a decision that oftentimes you you really want to commit to for a -hmm.
1: number of years. Yep, that's good. Uh, That's good advice. Uh, Let's go to Major Payne. He's on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Major.
7: Yeah, you guys were talking about the whole suicide thing, but one point you know, nobody brought up was the uh, how selfish and, and, and self-centered it is to when, to do it because of the, all the pain you leave for the people behind you. A buddy of mine, he had a beautiful wife, three little beautiful toe-headed babies, you know, from like eight to three or something. And he was a good carpenter. He lived around a little pothole lake. He had all the work around the lake there. But... I mean, I've been an independent contractor my whole life, too, and sometimes winters up here get tough. You know, the, the bean, bean pot gets mighty low. And uh, so Christmas was coming, and he was obviously broke, and uh, he must have tied one on. He was a drinker. But anyway, he got in his head because he had this life insurance policy that if he killed himself, mm. his kids could have Christmas.
1: Does so life insurance a- does life insurance cover suicides? Some of them do. I
7: don't. Know. He had some kind of a policy that he figured was going to cover it because he died he he, he didn't it wasn't couldn't be logged as a suicide because he killed himself in his automobile. Okay, there's a, a T-bone intersection way out in the country. Mm-hmm. You got a cornfield on both corners so you can see traffic coming a half mile away, right? Well, where the straight road comes into the T-bone, there's like a 3-4 foot big cottonwood tree. And uh, so he was barreling at this damn thing, and there was traffic coming. Somebody, there was a little bar on the corner, and somebody spotted him because he turned around and made that run two, three times before the traffic was clear, and then he went headfirst into that damn tree.
2: Yeah, and I also don't necessarily agree that it's selfish for someone to kill themselves. You know that there is a lot of variables there. I, I don't well, think
7: it's think, think about think about them kids you think them kids would have rather had candy canes and a new new bicycle or or their father?
2: I'm not going to make any assumptions about what those kids would have wanted, man. I don't think you should either. I think it's a safe bet.
7: For those children for the rest of their lives.
2: I think that's, I I don't think that's true. Well, let me ask you this, Aria.
0: You have stated on the show that, um, hold on just one second. You've stated on the show that one has a responsibility as a parent to provide certain things to their child, right? Yeah. Well, is one of those things being
2: alive the amount of time that you can be alive? I am not saying it's good for people to kill themselves. I'm saying I don't necessarily agree that it's always selfish to kill themselves. And you're both going to this one example of, okay, but it's selfish to your kids. Okay, well, then let's remove kids from the equation and just have someone who kills themselves again.
1: But it is a realistic thing. I mean, I I've I agree known that people have a right also to end their this, own lives. Yeah, I also... Uh, we just
2: keep going right back to, oh, but the kids, won't someone think of the children? And I hate that tactic.
1: Well, I mean, it is a pretty effed up situation uh, no. major hang on one sec i, I have uh, also known known someone who has had this happen where the uh the dad did kill himself i believe it was a messy one as a matter of fact i Men don't think he did it in, in front of more violent ways i don't think that he did it in front of the kids which of course would be even more uh damaging but it was something where you know they were pretty young at the time and i don't think there's any doubt that it has had some kind of negative or deleterious effect on the lives of those now adult uh they've grown up but uh, that's that's got to be a tough thing to deal with as, uh, as a very young child so i definitely get the argument that if you've got kids you definitely have you know you have an investment that you should probably pull through on I sure think but that's very
2: different there. from saying that suicide is always selfish
0: well I think that he was pointing out that I don't th- I didn't hear the words always and he was pointing out the selfishness that is inherent in suicides it's and amazing. kids are the easiest thing to go to I'll give you that
2: saying that it is inherently selfish mark is the same as saying it's always selfish Jesus Christ selfishness there is, is... inherent inherent selfishness in suicide
0: there isn't that in some cases exists more than others
1: well I think that it is selfish and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing I mean it, we're all selfish we all do things for sure. ourselves before anybody else. If okay, in that context, of, sure, so Yeah, if you don't take care of yourself first, then how can you help anybody else? And similarly somebody who's committing suicide is thinking about themselves, right? Like they're thinking, "Oh, you know, whatever their problem is, right? Whether it's uh they have a, a terminal illness and then of course most people would agree that's fine, you know, take your life, that sucks to saddle your kids with that. Uh but uh or maybe it's just that you are depressed and you don't like, you know, whatever is happening in your life at that moment and you want to end it all because of you, right? Like most people don't kill themselves because of other people. They kill themselves because of what they perceive is wrong with them. I would. Presume. I don't know,
0: Ian. I'm thinking about this, and like this is Arya's uh, point of argument. It really gave me some interesting uh, ways to think about this. But in fact, the the reasons for suicide that I find most acceptable are the ones that are less selfish. So, for instance, if you, if I've got some kind of uh, disease that's going to keep me, um, you know, just sucking on the family's wealth for month after month, year after year until I've depleted all my wealth and I don't get to give anything to my kids. Mm -hmm. um, You know, please don't, don't make me hang around some babbling, me being a babbling fool and not being able to leave money to my kids. But at the same time, I can see somebody, um, you know, Killing themselves over just being in pain, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, they have an illness and they're just oh, now that's is selfish. Yeah. It's well, it's selfish though, right? Like if you were like, say I have a, a debilita- debilitating pain in my back and I've, the only solution I can come up with it is killing myself. I find that acceptable, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it is selfish at the same time. So yeah, I guess I'm stuck in uh, some kind of netherworld here i don't find psychological reasons acceptable but that's because i always feel like buck up camper you can make it through um it's just the kind of person i am you know i don't don't give much credence to my own psychological problems um because i know they can be overcome so i don't give much credence to anybody else's either but um ultimately if somebody's crazy enough they're going to kill themselves if they want to and you can't
1: stop them indeed uh major anything else you want to share
7: well, I thought to myself, and I admit it. I told my kids long ago, you know, when I get so old and feeble that I'm no longer of use, I'm I'm not an asset. I'm a liability. I got no problem with taking my deer rifle and going as deep in the woods like that old girl you was talking about, with a bottle of whiskey and just taking the long hunt. You know, you I got no problem with that. Thank you for but the call tonight, Major. That, 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 huh? That's what. That's at the point when everything else is expired. Right.
1: yep no I got you. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it
2: The only difference between that and someone killing themselves because they're depressed is that it's a different place at which they're drawing the line on when they're done. Yep.
1: That's the only
2: That's difference and it's it, true it's, it's not my it's not my place to say that someone drew their line too early or for bad reasons uh,
0: and you know, I think that, that the one. sort of the general idea and my own is that if you've got a working functional healthy body and you want to kill yourself that it's just such a waste. You know, and it's
2: not my job I, for other people to be efficient with their resources. I'm
0: certainly not. And There's you, say, and you say they're who...
2: perfectly healthy, but if they're considering suicide, they're not perfectly healthy. You wrote off a lot of mental health um, conditions oh yeah, there in I your will. little rant, but like, and I will. One can to be it. sick in the head, and these are, entire fields of study are dedicated to people who are sick in the heads. And you can wave it off as "old oh, John, buck up, champ," all you want, but these are real issues that affect real people and can well, those cause people,
0: suicide. For those people, the first thing that I would encourage them to do is look into their, not their mental health, but their brain health, that there's probably some habits that they have and probably some injuries that they've sustained that can be addressed that will solve many of the problems they're experiencing. Um, I'm reading a book right now and, you know, it's by Dr. Amund and you can look this stuff up on the internet and he can do a, he can do a far better job of explaining it than I can. But um, in fact, brain injuries are often the cause of many mental illnesses and people don't know it we don't look at it psychologists don't psychiatrists don't look mm. at this
2: well for all we know you know someone could just you know mind over matter and defeat their cancer and then be perfectly healthy again right like every once happens. in
0: a while people claim that they do i mean
2: right so so why are you going to allow a terminally ill person who could buck up and just magically feel better to kill themselves but not someone who's mentally unhealthy why why are you making different rules for different health conditions
0: the reason is i'm doing this Mark, is- Um, you're you're asking my opinion and how i feel on it and i'm giving you that
1: (laughs) okay fair enough uh the number if you want to join us here is 603-283-6160 you can bring up absolutely anything that you want to discuss so any other comments on the suicide thing or we're pretty much done
2: with that i've got nothing else on it all right so it's a depressing
1: topic it uh, it definitely is Oh. oh there was something else i felt like i had to say on it but it's, el- it's eluding me at the moment. So no, we- don't worry, you've got many days to come. Yeah. So we were looking at this story about the Trump supporters, the uh, the right-wingers, the Republicans. Are they changing their tune on law enforcement? And the Washington Post had a piece about it here talking about the at least the rhetoric changing somewhat. They say, last week, this Kerry Lake person, who is apparently a Trump ally who lost the Arizona governor's race— said uh, she hinted at potential violence when she said any pursuit of Trump would have to go through her and, quote, 75 million Americans, unquote, like her, adding that, quote, most of us are card-carrying members of the National Rifle Association.
2: Wait, that's not even one in four Americans. That's card-carrying members of...
1: She's like, you're going to
2: have to go through one in four Americans. I, I mean, if they're
1: armed, then that would be relatively difficult to do. She stressed in a Monday appearance. Yeah, but on, these are
2: these are card carrying NRA members and you know, normal Republicans here. This isn't like this isn't like Ruby Ridge libertarian type second rights second amendment rights person. She these did, are that don't take our bump stocks. Oh, you took our bump stocks. Okay, well don't <laughs> right. take our. Oh, you took that too.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. And uh, some of the the best critics, I think, of the whole Second Amendment viewpoint are that. It's just a bunch of it's a bunch of flush fluff, you know, that there's a lot of talk, a lot of hot air out there about how, you know, the government's going to have to, you know, go through us to get our guns. And well, then they, they
2: clearly just... are succeeding because, I mean, they all they have to do is ban them and you people will turn over your guns.
0: You there was to... some band that went in. Oh, but it was the uh, the brace. Uh, they have these braces instead of um, I can't remember stocks or something. Pardon me, I don't know all the terminology. But there was a brace band that went through recently uh, from the AT- ATF. You and... triggered
2: half the internet just now, Mark. How dare you? I know,
0: I know. They, they I don't know everything about guns, but um, you know what? A, what difference does it make?
2: Load some shells into that clip, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's loaded right into the clip, <laughs> and then pling.
0: Just like an M1 Garand. Um, and I probably mispronounced that, too, because I've only read about it in books. So in this case, uh, nine out of ten people with these uh, these particular braces, they haven't done anything. They haven't reported themselves or done whatever it is that they need to do. So right now, at this very moment, Americans, uh, gun-owning Americans are en masse participating in civil disobedience.
2: But maybe... I mean, if we knew that these people actually had these devices, then there would be some sort of registry and you know, we would the, the FBI or ATF or whatever would be pursuing it. So we're just speculating that these people actually had the devices that they claimed to have and didn't turn them over.
1: I would uh, not call it civil disobedience. I think at best you're dealing with non-cooperation, okay. uh, and it also presumes that these people are aware that this is hap- that this has happened, right? Like, I mean, how many how many people are paying attention?
0: Ignorance to, of the
1: law is no excuse. I understand that, but how many people are actually paying attention to what Congress is banning and what they're not banning? How many it wasn't people Congress. are? Okay, the ATF, right? Like, even less the likely. ATF changed
0: its interpretation of what a stock was. Yeah.
1: So it's even less likely that people would be aware of it uh, when. Didn't they
2: change happen. the definition of what a gun was to like a an index card shaped, sized piece of metal yeah, with so some marks on it? Gun yeah, qualifies as a gun.
1: Yeah. Uh, she stressed in a Monday appearance on Stephen Bannon's talk show. Talk about show, what is a
2: woman? Talk about those guys.
1: <laughs> that Tuesday's gatherings should be peaceful. Some Democrats have criticized Republicans for using such talk as they see to seek por- seek portraying themselves as the party of law and order. Call out left wing protesters as threats to public safety. Broadly, the Republican response reflects a larger turn the party has taken during the Trump era, as the former president has repeatedly castigated institutions that were once more revered in GOP circles, but have now become targets for relentless criticism. The Republican Party has billed itself as the party of law and order for decades— Dating back to Richard Nixon's 1968 campaign when he coined that phrase to win over voters after a tumultuous period of anti-war demonstrations, riots, and the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Senator Robert Kennedy.
2: Are the Democrats upset that the Republicans aren't law and order-y enough? Is that what you just That's what it's sounding said? like, yes. How dare you disrespect our institutions of FBI and their law and order so the Democrats well, are the law and order candidates yes you
0: now? Yes, when I was listening to this Lake character that um, Ian was talking about in the beginning of the article, and I was hearing all the rhetoric that she was saying, and I was applying it to leftists. I don't find any surprise to that um, verbiage coming out of the mouth of some leftist protester at some leftist event, except for the NRA part. When she mentioned um, they'll have to come through us and our you know 75 million NRA carrying whatever. In that many, sounds that admittedly gives it a whole new sound to me.
1: In many elections that followed, GOP leaders touted their tough-on-crime policies, including Trump, who echoed Nixon's phrase throughout the 2018 midterms and the 2020 election when he argued that voters would be choosing between, quote, law and order on one side and chaos on on the other, and of course, you you know, he was touting all the in, uh, endorsements he got from policing agencies and policing unions and things like that.
2: Isn't the irony in this that like he ran on the campaign of like locking up Hillary, It was like lock her up or whatever, and like mm-hmm. didn't he toughen up some of the laws in regard to classified information so that you know and they then could target him under it? Yeah, yeah, I like, think I've heard that. That seems like you know, hoisted by his own petard, as they say. Sounds like. Is what yeah. happened here?
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened with Trump and Hillary Clinton, but I think this is a very interesting question that Trump voters need to ask themselves, is what happened? Like, did Trump either, A, as um, the president of the United States, not have the power, the chief executive not have the power to lock up Hillary Clinton, or... Or B? Did he determine that he didn't want to follow through with this campaign promise? Because he did one of the other. I can't think of another option. It was
2: absolutely B. He never had any desire of having Hillary's a friend of his. He was never going <laughs> to lock her up.
0: They're buddies. I, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't. I think he's a, the kind of guy that holds really deep grudges. And I, in fact, think it's A that he didn't have the power. I think because, it was his
2: campaign rhetoric, man. Okay,
0: it could be that. But but it's one of the other.
1: Yeah. I mean, technically, he runs the executive branch as the president. So, I mean, in theory, he should have. So in theory,
0: he could certainly say to any policing agency, presumably the FBI, Mm -hmm. hey, I want thorough investigation of Hillary and that uh, server she had in her basement that was wiped and her emails and this and that and whatever it is else that is claimed to be illegal that she's done. Um, Presumably. And I can't presume anything else. Presumably, he would have the power to have that investigated. right? I, like, I think it, you're incorrect.
2: You. And I think okay. his actual presidency like demonstrates that FBI director Comey or whatever his name was repeatedly was like te- launching investigations into Trump while Trump was president. So, I mean, if, if the president okay. could just say, no, FBI, you, you have to investigate this person and not me. Then he would have said, "Call off your investigation into me." Well, then well, is- I'm not
0: saying that he could call off the, that he could have an investigation on called off on himself, but he could certainly. It would presume as as Comey's boss, he should be able to tell Comey investigate this, this, and this as though they I, are. I'm just gonna that have to watch be. that
2: Jeffrey Tucker video from pork fest last year because he goes over this like he may be in head of the executive branch but that doesn't mean he has unilateral authority to do whatever he wants within the executive branch well, I, if and you that, find I a link to it the, will you please send it to me too because
1: I'm interested in watching yeah I it. think that essentially makes the argument that he doesn't have the power right so right. I,
2: I don't think he has the power but I also don't think he ever had any intention of pursuing it I think you're probably right if about that uh, oh by
1: the but, way why don't you post
0: on the uh, telegram group this uh, the same link
2: because I'm going to have to find it okay well not right now I mean, if, if people want to, they can look at the um, Free Talk Live Institute? episodes of Fork Fest from, or Pork from last year or the year before, because now I don't even remember. But it oh, was gosh. one of those episodes that we had Jeffrey Tucker on where he talked about this exact thing and how something that was passed in, I want to say it was the 1890s.
1: And the, the idea being that there's this administrative state yeah, that it, is just a, takes on a life of its own.
2: Yeah, it has tenure, so to speak, and mm-hmm. is sort of immune to the president.
1: Right, which is why all the talk from Republicans about getting rid of the FBI is you know, not going to go anywhere.
2: What was the word you just used?
1: The administrative state. Uh, that's it,
2: because I think that was the exact terminology that he used, so that's going to help me was. find it. Yeah,
1: I think if you look on the uh, Brownstone Institute, which is his website, that's where he's working these days. I think he's probably written extensively about that, so just search for that. The, I've got a
0: YouTube here. I, I looked up what you said, Jeffrey Tucker Administrative State Pork Fest. And I have from December 9, 2022, the administrative state cannot win. Jeffrey Tucker. Um, yeah, that would it says, be it.
2: That would For hundreds of years,
0: a secret state has been growing within the state, one that is not subject to elections and tries to insulate itself, da da da.
2: Sure. And we obviously can't play the video here, but he was on and that the day that he gave that speech to talk about that topic, or maybe it was the day before he gave that speech or whatever. But it it was really good, really compelling episode. And I learned a lot. I wish I could remember the specifics, but the gist of what I learned was that despite being the head of the executive branch, the president is very limited in what they can and can't do to the executive agencies within that branch.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to watching it.
1: Carol Vahonsky, a stay-at-home mom from Brevard County, Florida, who attended Lake's event, said, quote, The Republican Party is the party of law and order, but it should be law and order for everybody. And it seems like they're going after only certain people, she said.
2: What, What does she mean by that? Because that's... That's not specifically um, that the
1: the, uh, I guess
0: this the statement is, is the alphabet soup agencies are targeting um, libertarians, which has always been acceptable. And now righties, too. And we hate that.
2: Okay.
1: yep. Now that they're going after their guy. Now, all of a sudden, the FBI is a concern for some of these Republicans. Uh, let's see, Tr- Tim Scott, another presidential hopeful, called the federal case against Trump a, quote, serious case with serious allegations, but he also said he believed federal investigators were applying a double standard. He says you can't protect Democrats while targeting and hunting Republicans, he said.
2: Well, I mean, that's exactly it. Hillary was running her own email server, guys, mm-hmm. and that it was processing classified information. Like she definitively, demonstrably mishandled classified information with her email server but she didn't get charged no one's
0: indicting her well when they asked her about it she deleted everything when they asked trump about it he refused he (laughs) he hemmed and hawed and didn't give up the information he he tried flushing (laughs) some stuff down the toilet he tried he 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 thumbed his nose at authority
1: Polling from Pew Research Center suggests the GOP attacks on the FBI and the Justice Department have had an effect. Only 38% of Republican and Republican leaning adults said they viewed the FBI favorably in a survey released in March, and about 40% of those respondents. It was respondents. probably 100% of your jury. Yeah. And about 40% of those respondents viewed the Justice Department favorably. Although Pew's older data is not comparable because of changes in the survey mode and the wording of the questions an earlier survey showed that before Trump took office, most Republicans had a positive view of the FBI. So at least as far as the polling numbers go, uh, things are shifting. But once the Republicans get control in D.C., I expect all of those numbers will reverse.
2: Free Talk Live.
1: Talk live, and you can join us here. The number is six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Here in the studio, it's Ian. How are you? And Mark. Mark is not in the studio. He's not a little little ways away. He's out in uh, Mexico City. In fact, last night, Mark, you uh, were telling us. There was a discussion you were looking at online about uh, people discussing whether or not Mexico is more or less free than the United States. And, uh, and I think part of that discussion led to Bonnie commenting that it may be more free for um, somebody who's a gringo, uh, you know, who's coming in with money and they get a little bit more privileged uh, treatment by the Mexican government thugs. And maybe a little bit different for the people who actually are from Mexico, the people that are you know living there full time and that are were born there. And you had an experience, or apparently as someone you know there in Mexico City had an experience you wanted to uh, comment regarding that.
0: Yeah, I was talking to a gentleman today, um, younger guy, he's probably college age, uh, would be my guess. And he was talking about how he had a stop and frisk scenario in Mexico City yesterday. Mm. So he was, you know, out and about and I, I couldn't say anything more about where he was. I don't know enough about Mexico City to say whether the neighborhood he was in was good or bad or mm-hmm. anything. He's staying at a hostel, I know that much. So he's uh, you know, he's he's not spending a bunch on hotels and he's a tall kid. And if it's a
1: hostel then I think we can extrapolate from that it's probably not going to be a ritzy neighborhood would be my guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, usually it's just the hostels tend to spring up in the places people want to stay, though. It's it's not ritzy. Certainly not. Um, So he said he made eye contact while talking. He was on the phone with his dad and uh, he made eye contact briefly with, you know, the guys driving by in the trucks Um, here in Mexico. You'll often see what look like army guys that are in fact just cops. And even sometimes they'll have like a 50 cowl mounted Well, these in the are back. federal
1: cops, just to be clear. Yep. These are fed, fed cops, right? Yep. Okay.
0: And so, um, you know, these guys, uh, they, they pulled around and, you know, he's just talking on his phone. They, they come up to him and they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why were you running? And <laughs> that was the first thing they're asking is, why were you running? Was he running? Um, so, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. And and this is Already the equivalent great of start. right. You know you know what's going on. You know what's happening now. So he's he's very much thrown off his game. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that his biggest mistake was getting off the phone with his dad at that moment. Mm. Um, so he hangs up on his dad. Dad, I got to go. You know. And uh, then he starts answering their questions. Was like, "What are you doing here? I'm just waiting." was talking on the phone, you know, he's answering questions. And then, you know, it it's, it's moments in before the United States. You he, don't usually have to answer those questions. A- agreed. Mm-hmm. And I would be curious what happened if you, if you, if he had said, and his, his Spanish is very good. If he had said something like, Hey, I just want to talk to my lawyer before I let you go frisking me or whatever. But they asked, you know, they said they were going to frisk him or something. And, uh, that's, sort of what happened and presumably they were looking for drugs and you know, they'd ask him, they asked him about drugs and these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been sober for years. He doesn't do drugs. And, um, so ultimately these guys, you know, just, uh, well be careful out there and they leave. Mm-hmm. And now it could be any variety of things caused this, right. It could have been the eye contact of a tall guy against a short guy. These, he said the, the guy that gave him trouble was five foot four. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be you know that uh, they mistook him for uh, a chilango somebody from uh, mexico city and then they realized oh this is an american and then they decided to wrap it up pretty quickly he thinks that once they figured out he was american um, cuz they kept asking him where he was where he's living and i'm like well i'm staying here at the hostel well, mm-hmm. where do you live i, I i'm denver mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. and you know, and they're like, oh, you know, and I'm not entirely sure. I'm just trying to relay a story. And that story is, is an American got frisked for no particularly good reason in Mexico. Now, fortunately, that was the story. It probably lasted. A full minute, but you can believe that story is going to go on and on and on. People are he's going to tell it over and over again. So I wanted to make sure, as we were talking, um, you know, last night about how one can be more free, and that's what everybody says on the internet. But that I had an experience um, listening to a story where somebody was less free.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all. It probably gives you a window into the world of, you know, a poor Mexican person who has to deal with cops like he
0: doesn't this. look like a poor Mexican person, by the way. So okay. it could be a
1: class thing from
0: in, in all likelihood, these uh, these federal police are hired from the hinterland. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. because they'll work for less. And the, you know, the, the Chilongos in Mexico City tend to work at jobs that they get paid more.
2: What's that word mean?
0: Chilango. It just means a person from Mexico City.
2: They have a special word for that? Yeah. Okay.
0: What, I mean, don't they have like terms for people who are from like uh, New York City? I mean, they're, surely there's something. Yeah. New Yorker.
1: Mm. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds right, right?
0: Well, there is um, mejecance, me- me- which is another term that would mean somebody who's from the state, the state, not the federal um, Mex- Mexico. But okay. the problem in Mexico is, is, there's a city, a state, and a uh, federation called Mexico.
1: Right? Isn't Mexico City its own kind of city state? Like it's not part of the uh, the state? Like Mexico has states, sort of like the U.S. has states. But I'm pretty sure Mexico City isn't part of a state, right? It's sort of its own designation.
0: Yeah, it's the de distri distrito federal, like oh, like Washington, um, like Washington D.C. Right. Okay.
1: Okay. And it's a. And by the
0: way, interestingly, um, for those who have been to Mexico City, say, 10 years ago, and you heard them call it Day FA all the time, now they have a new uh, shorthand, which is CDMX. Um, They're rebranding Ciudad
1: Mexico City or Ciudad Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Something like that, right? CD. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think this does give you an insight into what life could be like for the average Mexican. Where you know the question is, how often are these shakedowns happening? How often are these stop and frisks happening? Stop what, and
2: frisk is happening in the United States. I has. believe it's been ruled unconstitutional, but similar things are being done all over the place. I mean, cops cops use discretion. We know this, mm-hmm. and they are almost always going to pull over the black man instead of the white man, and. It may not be stop and frisk, but when they pull you over for speeding four miles per hour over the limit, it's effectively the same thing.
1: Especially if they're trying to search your car. Yes. In uh, that whole procedure. But the question I think also is important to uh, ask, and I don't know if anyone knows the answer to this, is well, I mean, is there a right to say no to these things in Mexico? Do you have a right to remain silent? Uh, In Mexico, when the federales are questioning you about who you are and where you're coming from and where you're going, uh, do you have the right to not have a conversation with these people or do you have to answer their questions? Do you have the right to record the interactions with uh, the police there. I mean, a lot of the things we say regularly here on Free Talk Live, when we talk to people about how they might want to consider handling police encounters, I don't know if that applies outside of the United States. Generally, it doesn't
2: always even apply in every U.S. state.
1: Yeah, I, you need to do your own research, obviously, but
2: generally, I think
0: you could probably ask the question though, right? If you're if you're run up on by uh, Mexican police, can I call my lawyer first?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it never hurts. To they're ask always questions. going. They're never going to say yes to that. They even may not in, tell you the, the truth. truth. Even the well, United they're, States, they're certainly they, going to escalate the problem. Well, in even quality. in the United States, Marks, they won't say yes to that. They'll say, "Oh, well, you don't need a lawyer or something to that effect. You, you don't need to talk to an attorney right now. We're, we're just investigating." They won't say no. You can't. Call your attorney, but they also won't say yes, and they'll try to misdirect you away from that. So it's not a good question to ask. These people
1: are not giving legal advice. They are not people to consider uh, as honest individuals. These are people who are trained to lie. They're trained to take advantage of, uh, of you and turn you against your friends and do all kinds of nasty things. So I mean, this, this is why
2: you don't say, "I can I call my lawyer?" Say, "I need my lawyer." Mm-hmm. That that's not that's not equivocal. But can I talk? Can I call my lawyer right now? They go, yeah, "Hey man, they, look, we're just chatting. That's that's all. Yeah. We're just chatting right now." They didn't tell you no.
1: Yeah, if there is a lawyer from Mexico who's listening, we'd love to know the answers to some of these questions, like what kind of rights do you have, and that's why it's so tough to be somebody who is a freedom minded. Liberty activist, as those of us on the show are, because, you know, we're more than just talk show hosts. We're also liberty activists Uh, and someone who's experienced at doing things like cop block or cop watch over the years. I've recorded many interactions with uh, with the police here in New Hampshire. I don't know if I would feel comfortable doing that somewhere else in the world. I don't know enough about their systems. I don't know what sort of rights they purport to respect In these other places, and it would be very, very hard to, you know, put my foot down and and make a stand on these sorts of things, not knowing what's going on. Plus, you're also there at their discretion as well, right? Like, you have essentially asked permission to come to their place. And so by doing that, you have sort of tacitly agreed that you're going to play by their rules, and you don't know what their rules are.
2: <laughs> only because they... But their
1: rules are just like
0: our rules. They change whenever the uh, enforcer of those rules <laughs> feels like. Sure.
2: What yeah. You and I, I don't know if it's fair to say that you, you agreed to their rules, like, only because they claim a monopoly to force and violence in that geographic area, right? Like... Yeah,
1: but you did, I mean, agree to it because you went through their systems and you signed their
2: documents or whatever and they let you in, Right. But what if they what if you just went there, right? And you didn't do all of that. I'm thinking about the perspective of like a a immigrant that comes to the United States from, mm-hmm. you know, Mexico. They didn't agree to the United States system, but the United States system is still going to exert authority over them. That's true. And it's like I I don't know that the they necessarily agreed to be subject to the laws of the United States by coming True. here. Well, well I, I, guess- I think they
0: certainly um, weighed the uh, reality that they're going to be subjected to the laws of the United States when they came here, came there, went there, excuse me. Um, and they weighed that against the increased earning potential that they were going to get. And they said, you know what? It's worth it. I'm going to take whatever gamble there is to take and I'm going to put up with whatever there is to put up with because I can earn five times as much in the United States as I can in Honduras. And by the way, that is true from the lowest to the highest.
1: I think uh, I've heard now I've never actually crossed the Mexican border uh, on land, so I've never been able to verify this. But I've heard the claim that you can actually drive into Mexico and just simply drive past the uh, the border patrol stations, and I did. Yeah, you, I you've done this. Everything. Yeah,
2: I mean that's what I would expect because like, almost I just drove in. Yeah, <laughs> almost no one's like sneaking over the border in that direction, right? Yeah. Some well, I think are, that the I guess you that, don't that have when to you drive in, point.
0: in my opinion, uh, when you drive in, you know the reality is that you're going to be dealing with. They've got law enforcers in Mexico. They got law enforcers in the United States. They got law enforcers everywhere, and you're going to be dealing with their system wherever it is. And that's just the de jure system. It's just a reality you're dealing with. Like when you come to my house, you're going to be dealing with my rules. No smoking indoors, for
1: instance. I've heard though that they could, in theory, come after you, like chase you down if you don't go to the check-in uh, border patrol stations. But that. There's a good chance that. And
0: why won't. don't they put them on the border? I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it what seems... circumstance does it make sense to put the little hut wherever the the, the check in place is? You know, way back, You'd, you you got to go find it in in town. It's in a strip mall. Um, you know, what sense does it make to go to put that way back there, and not put it right on the border where the United States has it? You but know yeah,
2: what? Hold on, who right. does, who puts Talking it about so? Mexico?
0: Okay. In Mexico, it's just in some strip mall, someplace. So,
2: okay, <laughs> go so you, find it. The way I would have pictured this was like you pass through the American checkpoints or whatever, and they've got their. No, you don't have there. to go through a
0: checkpoint to go to, uh, to Mexico.
1: Not yet.
2: Okay, whatever. But immediately past that, there's the Mexican checkpoint. It's the exact yep. same thing, but it's Mexicans instead of Americans. That's, That's what, what I would it's like expect. in Canada. Yes. But and in Mexico, it's they're like, true. no, keep going this way and take a left and then yeah. take your third right. And that'll put it, you there and check in with those guys. <laughs> in some
0: cases, that's true. There's just a bunch of roads going across the border. And the Mexicans don't want to make work um, program for everybody at every uh, stop. Go so, there yes, that. there are some places that are like that. But um, uh, some places that have the checkpoints right on the border, other places are like, hey, go check in and maybe they'll be open.
1: isn't that awesome that is man i kind of like it you're you're
2: saying this is like a bad thing
1: no i don't think you're saying that okay so you actually did this mark you actually crossed into mexico did not go to the checkpoint and then where did you go after that well um i think we left california el
0: centro um and we went and we just drove for some you know the like the the distance of a state and you know most of arizona or something like that Mm -hmm. and then pop back in uh i think we wanted to go to tombstone or something like that and it, maybe i've got the the, the timeline wrong so it's t- been years. some
1: time ago
2: okay how long ago was this
0: years it's tell been us more
2: like five years six years, 50 years? Six years okay. maybe about okay. your violation of international law mark I'm not sure
0: it was a <laughs> violation of international law. I I'm I, I think, as I recall, we went by the strip mall and kept, took a look and it was closed.
2: <laughs> as you said, it's beyond the statute of limitations anyway. This was many, I, many years ago.
0: I, I would just, I'm just you know, the time. conversation. the The vast majority of the time that we were driving, the conversation was about what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, as Americans, we don't get it. And this is the the conversation that I'd love to have about you know, for for people who haven't done a lot of international travel, is the difference between the United States is is that it has very strong will to enforce the laws that do exist, mm-hmm. whereas most countries, when you say, look at the Cato Institute's uh, rankings of the freest countries based on economic uh reasons uh well you know it's hard to really rank these countries because it depends on what you're doing and who feels like going after you i mean does it really matter if you can open an agave farm in mexico and sell tax-free if the cartels are going to come and steal all your um steal your farm when you're just ready to harvest like none of this stuff matters it's weird it's a weird thing to say Hmm.
1: let's go to the phones here uh caller you're on free talk live what's your name
6: Hey, I'm Andrew.
1: Andrew, you're on the air.
6: Hey, I've got a question for Mark. Yes. Um, I'm, Mark, don't you promote moving to Honduras?
0: Well, I promote um, going to where you're treated best. And I think that there are a couple of places in Honduras that one could make an argument are the freest places in the world.
6: So why aren't the people in Honduras going to those places instead of coming to America? Well, you've got, um, me, really, you've got me really
3: befuddled there.
0: Okay, I'll be happy to answer the question for you. So,
1: <laughs> what? Go ahead, Mark, with your answer to the question. Just, I'm, okay. I'm
3: waiting
6: for your answer. I was just—it just, just seems like a lot of hypocrisy.
1: Okay.
0: To me. Well, do you want an answer, or do you want to get me? Because I'll go ahead and let you just uh, rail well, against me if you'd like.
6: I mean, it's not hard to get you, Mark. You leave yourself wide open for gotcha moments.
0: Okay. So. Which, can you tell me how you got me? Because I'd like <laughs> to be able to get better for the future.
6: Well, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. You're like, oh, these people from Honduras, they want to move to America because they make, they have such a better life. But then you're like, they make five times as much. They to move to Honduras from America. So it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Well, I, what I would say, in fact, you is if
6: you just said that you can go back and listen to it,
0: what I would say is, is if you care deeply about the ideas of liberty, that there are places in Honduras that is so they're called zonas economicas, uh, you know, economic and education development zones and that these places now currently have a few. Uh, housing units. And by a few, I mean, like 64, I think is the current number. Um, So, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of room and most of the people who live there are Hondurans, but you know, the, and they open unlicensed stores and things like that. But as you know, it takes a while for economic development to occur. You don't just open a convenience store that sells potato chips and then cha-ching, you buy a Rolls Royce the next day, right? It takes a while to, to develop these things. And these economic development zones, they had their first housing units available uh 2 years ago and now they've gotten an, a grand total of 64 there will be many more units available by the end of the year but um at this point that's all there is
6: so why do you need people to move to Honduras from America i don't is there like a skill set that the hondurans don't have
0: why do I need people to move to Honduras? Um, well, one of my p- issues is is that um, I'm deeply concerned about the Free State Project always promoting, we're the freest place on the planet. On social media, they'll say things that are just outrageous comparing themselves to other states. And it frustrates me because um, I consider the truth to be really important. So what I try to say is, is these places are, in fact, freer. And I've traveled around and I've looked I've stayed there. I actually have a have, have an apartment rented in one of these places, so um, you know I can speak from experience.
6: Well, you know, Mark, you've honestly over the last five years, you've really disappointed me because I've <laughs> I have listened to this show for probably a decade, and you used to be really good about rights and stuff, and I just can't see that you know somebody like me like. I just don't see – what's the benefit of me moving to Honduras versus New Hampshire? I'm going to be way more free – in New Hampshire.
8: I
0: knew it. I I knew you were a free state project proponent. Because why in the world would you call in and have a problem with what what, what I'm going to talk about otherwise?
6: I'm not a free state project. I've been listening for a decade. I haven't moved and I haven't signed anything. I'm a fan of freedom and liberty. And everybody has their reasons for why they stay where they stay. But I'm just saying you're not doing a service for freedom and liberty with what you're
0: doing. Well, I'm opinion. telling you right now that you will be freer by the libertarian definition of what freedom is if you move to Ciudad Morrison in Honduras. Now, is that the right choice for you? I, pr- I would guess no. I'd want to ask a whole bunch of other questions, but I can tell you that if freedom, specifically as libertarians define it, meaning that a private government is free because you opt into it is what's important to you, then you'll be freer there.
2: He's essentially making the case that, um, one is freer where there are less people. Basically. Like, if you want ultimate freedom, you gotta go live out in the middle of the woods with no one around you. Outside I, mean, society. I can go do that here
6: in right. Tennessee, man, if I really want to. Yeah, like,
2: I, I agree. I don't really think what I Mark know. is selling is I mean, technically. Yes, that's, that's true freedom, but without the society, that freedom becomes meaningless. Well, I think that yeah, you could. They're like, going to build a society there, I'm right? I'm trying to
6: help you actually give. I'm trying to give you con- constructive criticism. Excellent. I'm, and I'm ready I'm to trying hear to it. Say, like how it comes off to me, and so I'm sure it comes off like this to other people. Where I feel like you're selling a dream you, it, that you cannot live up to, and I don't feel like that you're really being realistic with, you know, like other people's expectations of what you're, you know. Well, let me yeah, try. Let me try from the start. I appreciate
0: where, where you're coming from. from. Let me give it a shot here. Do you believe that people in China in 1969 were freer in Shenzhen or in Hong Kong?
6: I have no idea. I've never. Even I'm telling
0: you. Shot. You don't know that they were freer in Hong Kong. Like Hong Kong was the freest place in the world at one point. And the reason they were free because there were laws surrounding the ability to, you know, do business and economics and all this stuff that made them freer.
1: All right, Mark, you and seem to be driving at something here. I'm going to see if the caller wants to hang on the line. Mark has a series of questions I think he wants to ask to,
2: to answer a make question. Some sort of point.
1: All right, we're going to continue here in moments. And the number for you is 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Dial in now, get you on the air, the number is 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160. Ian, Aria, and Mark joining you here tonight, and this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, it is digital cash. Dash is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending, in fact, last year Dash launched a killer app that allows you to spend Dash at over 155,000 locations across the United States including major retailers, brands, companies that you are familiar with, you probably have nearby you. And the, the killer app aspect of this is that you get a discount for paying in Dash. This is one of the biggest problems that cryptocurrency has as a whole, which is actually incentivizing people to spend crypto. Crypto has this big thing of hold, you just buy it and hold it, and then we're going to take over the world by never spending
2: it. Don't like the gnomes from South Park were like, step one, or phase one, buy Bitcoin. Step two, question mark. Step three, take Total over the domination, world. domination, yeah.
1: yeah. No, you have to actually be able to use it in order for it to be useful, in order for people to adopt it, in order for people to want it, etc. And so Dash is helping make this possible with Dash Direct. That's the name of the app. Just go download it from your Apple or Android app store and get rolling with Dash Direct. The stores on Dash Direct offer their own discount levels. So they're all different depending on which company you're talking about. So it may be, you know, 2 3%. Uh, maybe as high as 7%, 8 9%. You're typically going to see probably in the 4 to 6% range, but it just depends on what they want to offer. So uh, check it out. Dash is a cryptocurrency that actually offers incentives to use it rather than just hold on to it, which I think is a really important thing. So once again, the app is called Dash Direct. And of course, Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies out there. It's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can start by learning more. At Dash.org and thanks to the Dash Dow, the decentralized autonomous organization, for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That is Dash.org. We have uh, Andrew still with us calling from the Memphis, Tennessee area. Andrew, you're back on with Mark. Mark was, uh, you had kind of.
2: Is that Memphis? I knew he said Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I asked him on the. Nice. I'm from Memphis,
2: more or less. So uh,
1: anyway, Andrew, you had called Mark sort of out in regards to his advocacy of people who love freedom. He says they should move to these social or these uh, economic freedom zones, these ZAs in Honduras which, as we've discussed in recent months, uh, have been under fire by the Honduran government. There's a whole legal situation that's in the the midst of being hashed out down there. But Mark is still making the claim that it is the most free thing. And then you were being skeptical of that. Mark's then had some questions uh, for you, I think. And Mark, uh, did you want to continue with that?
0: Yeah, I want to actually abandon the questioning uh, thing. I just want to uh, make a point, right? So Hong Kong was... Uh, successful because it was for two reasons. A, it's far more economically free than China, uh, near which it sat. And it's very close to China, so it made a great uh, place to Sort of interface with the Western world. Same thing was true with Singapore, and these ideas were not lost on you know the world leaders. These world leaders figured out let's just create special economic zones. To the point that currently, hundreds of special economic zones are created per year, and I think the number is over ten thousand exist currently. And I am not talking about just uh, regular ones like opportunity zones in the U.S. If you started adding those in, you'd get up to the tens of thousands very quickly. Um. so these special economic zones are are no longer even special, right? Like they're they're just economic zones Mm -hmm. and they're attracting business hand over fist and people are doing business and um, the people who are doing business in these places are making a lot of money. And being very successful. So the next to me logical step is to create a special autonomous zone, a zone that's able to set up not only its own economic laws and economic rules, but able to set up other civil rules and that sort of thing. And this isn't an independent nation by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a place where you can go and be more free than you currently are. Now, are they in their infancy? You better believe it. They're absolutely in their infancy. And do I think it's a good idea to go there? Well, as a person, as the only person in this conversation that has stayed, stayed there overnight multiple times... Um, I'm going to say, eh, you got to really want to be a pioneer to go to one of these places. But if you're going to make the wild claim that New Hampshire is going to be the free place and it's going to secede from the union, like that's the crazy position. That's the position where 20,000 people are going to affect uh, 1.4 million. It's laughable. Go ahead, Andrew. Okay.
6: So I didn't make any claims about where, where's the most free place to live because in my observations with life, like, one thing that bothers me about what you say are economic zones. You know, like, that almost, you know, that seems like you're just replacing. That's the problem with our country in the first place, is we already have too many, quote, unquote, economic zones that are funded by the federal government. I mean, that's literally what our whole, that's what our whole existence is, is, play by the rules of the and we're trying to get away from that and you're just trying to draw people to a different version of that and i mean it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense it doesn't align with anything and you know i don't want to go to a place that is fundamentally less free already and then try to recreate what they're doing because it's already hard enough in the place that's already more free supposedly than any other place and, you know, we can still protest around here. You can't go outside of your little economic zone and do
1: anything without well, you could. It's just not a good idea. <laughs> when I you mean, you say-
2: kind of can't leave the economic zone without being mugged, right? Yeah, I was going to say,
1: when, well, you, when you talk you- about not a good idea, like, you mean it's not even a good idea to go to the walk to the grocery store that's outside right. of—I mean, because you could it's be so murdered.
6: Sorry, so what you're saying, what you're, like— you you're trying to okay you know what Mark if you and all the people like you want to go and move somewhere then I would love it if you just moved and went there and y'all all do, do whatever y'all do in your little zone that's fine go do that but you're not really you're not really talking about freedom for everybody you're talking about freedom for your little group of people,
1: well, and know? that's true, and uh, Andrew. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. Mark has been clear in recent years on the show that he doesn't give a damn about other people's freedom. He's only in it for Mark, and he wants what's best for Mark. And you know what? That's fine. That's a it's a it's a typical you know position. Most people want what's best for themselves and their family members and well, all that.
6: We, we all have to look out for our best interests, but. There is more to freedom than your own interest. It's, it's for everybody because as long as your neighbor's struggling, you're going to struggle. Until, until mm-hmm. your neighbor can be pulled up and lifted up and do better, then you can't do better. I mean, that's just how it goes.
1: Well, I think you You also kind of stumbled onto an interesting point, and that is that Mark says that the Zona Economica, the one in uh, Morazon.City, where it's like a closed-off, walled-off place on the mainland in Honduras, where Mark has an apartment— but has only spent so many nights there in one year's time frame. I think uh, Mark saying that you have to be the sort of pioneering type at the same time is admitting he's not that type of person because he's not spending most of the year in Zona Economic uh, Ciudad Morazon, right? Mark, how many nights per year are you spending in this place? I'm going to go ahead and say...
0: Less than two weeks, more than one. Okay, so this is basically a
1: vacation spot for you. I mean, you've
0: essentially well, why would one go on a vacation there? I mean, it's not even a nice place to visit.
2: Well, the the more critical thing for me is something that we just sort of glazed over, but it's the fact that you know you might get mugged or killed for just coming. This is a walled in place, and just going to the grocery store, you might be mugged or killed, right? Well, I mean, that's a weird brand of freedom if. Walking fifty feet feet down the street, you could die. It's dive. much
1: further than fifty feet, from what well, I understand. But walking, oh, yeah, you're not going. 50,
2: feet. You're not
0: finding anything fifty feet down the street. Okay, this, this place is rural. Okay, and then insert so,
2: whatever freaking number makes makes Mark happy two miles. and ask yes, the question so again. Two miles through the
0: slums of uh, Honduras then yes, you're liable to get mugged, and I will not take responsibility for that.
2: Okay, I'm not asking you to. I'm just saying that's a weird definition of freedom where you can't walk somewhere without being mugged. Weird definition well, of freedom. I'd like to man. hear the other definitions of freedom because I'm trying to use the ones that we use in the liberty community. <laughs> well, most people use the word freedom to mean the, the freedom to do what they want without having their rights violated by others.
6: That is the most ridiculous mark. That. Is- it just sounds so ridiculous when you say that, like, in response to how do you go 50 feet or 100 feet without getting mugged going to the grocery store? Well, what kind of freedom do you want? Well, well I would recommend a car. Even in the worst cities in this nation.
0: Do you have a car?
6: Walk to the grocery. What?
0: Do you have a car? Do you? Use of
6: course it? I do. And I don't have no, I a don't. car payment. Okay, then, Mark. That's how I live free because I don't make
0: payments on it.
2: Hold on. Hold on, Andrew. Mark, you don't have a car, so answer your no. own question. How are you going to get to the people grocery drive store? drive
0: me there? there. I have drivers. It is oh. cheaper to get oh. a driver in Honduras
2: than it is to own a car. I'll in have the, the maid do it. Well,
0: I'm just telling you, it Jeeps, is Significantly cheaper. Significant, my... cheaper. It's significantly so cheaper
1: for me to have Franco. a driver than it is for me to have a car. <laughs> man
2: you're crazy mark thank you I'm andrew sorry. for the
1: call tonight i appreciate okay, uh, your great. thoughts and so i don't mark want to sound declare- like
2: i'm giving mark too hard a time cuz i mean in general i i, I agree with him on, on these things i just you know, there are some flaws here that... Well, I'm trying to be as honest
0: as I possibly can. Right, and Do I, I recommend that. people move to Morrison? Unfri- no, I don't. But if you're going to sit out there and you're going to purport, and I'm not saying you are, yeah? if one is going to sit out there and purport, the most important thing in the world is my definition of freedom as defined by libertarians. I say, whoa, 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 there is a place you can go and you will be more free. Well, will they do this, this, and this? Well, no, you don't have the government protecting you in that way. See,
2: I think that's where we disagree because I think the libertarian version of freedom would include the ability to walk two miles to the store without getting mugged.
0: The libertarian version of freedom largely addresses the state and its rules in doing this thing or that thing. It doesn't talk about non-state actors and what they may do in any given circumstance. Now, I cannot control crime in Shaloma, Honduras, but I can control my advice that I give. And my advice is don't walk through the slums.
1: Well, this has to do not with government protecting people. The reason we can walk to Hannaford... Uh, at nighttime in Keene, New Hampshire, and probably not get mugged is because there's just not a problem with crime in this particular population in the same way that there is down there in Choloma. Is that because- there's
0: more homogeneity in economic success? There's more. Um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons that crime is different where you are uh, versus where.
1: Um, yeah, these people are impoverished in uh, in Choloma. They're very very poor. That likely is because of the government oppressing them. And it has nothing to do with the, the government protecting us from, you know, the scuzz that we'll walk by at the uh, the No Tell Motel here in Keene in order to get to the uh, the Hannafords.
2: Mark, I think you're wrong. I think you're limiting libertarianism and freedom to being just about the government. When no, my my freedom means I have the right to not be mugged by a person. And by the government, for right? sure. Right. To me, but I to can't me, address the that. There's no good
0: way to address that other than to say, "Hey, look, crime is a problem in this region.
2: I know, but I'm not any. I'm zone, not any freer you. in your scenario because I'm being robbed by an individual rather than being you, robbed Arian. by the government. Right? My, my advice is don't move there for you, My Art. point is it's not any freer, Mark, because you're just being robbed by an individual Absolutely instead of by the freer. government. You let me know when you can go write the civil law. You let me know when Hans you Church. can walk down
0: the street. Well, I seems... could get a gun and I'll walk down that street any old day. I've seen a guy <laughs> walk down that street every day to go to the grocery store. I saw him go to the gym. I'm telling you, it can be done. Are you, allowed,
1: you allowed to, to carry, carry a, a gun, gun when in, crime's gonna in occur. Honduras? Are you allowed to carry a gun there?
0: Um, Yeah, you can have a gun there. Surely,
1: really? Okay. I know a lot of people say that uh, the United States is the only place where you're allowed to have guns, and you probably
0: should have. Um, you probably should go through some legal hoops and some things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, good advice know, in general. I can I can own a gun
1: when you were in dot uh, City, Mark. That yes. uh, and you were staying there for you said a week to two weeks.
0: Sometimes accidentally leaving my door unlocked at night. Yep.
1: Were you? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter because you said you're in a guarded area, and you know, well, there's people, people that live there. People Lots are presumably vetted uh, that are that are living there to some extent. Uh, did you actually go to the grocery store, or did you hire people to go to the grocery store on your behalf? Both of those things. So you did go to the grocery store. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just curious. If several you, of them. I was just curious to see if you'd actually had left the the walled safety of. Morazan.city.
0: I've been all over San Pedro Sula and a few places in Shaloma. I mean I don't I don't recommend hanging out there. Okay.
1: I, I just uh it's hard to take you seriously on this because on one hand you say this is the freest place. City. I've been to these places and I know this is the freest place on the planet. But then you aren't willing to spend more than a week of your life there well, in I, a year's I, it's time. Not,
0: that, that, that particular aspect isn't important to me. I have business to be done in other places. So I don't want to stay there. Um, you know, my family doesn't live there. You know, I want to see my son, Jack. I'm not going to just take him and, you know, live in this tiny little enclave. It's ridiculous.
2: It's not me. <laughs> can we just like clip that and like just have that there? Jesus Christ. I don't
0: look. I'm, I'm telling you, this is only for the most avid, rabid libertarians.
1: Of which so you know are what this is apparently like. not one of those. I'm people. not,
0: and I never have purported right. to be.
1: i, I That's why I'm saying it's hard to take what you're saying seriously. You say, on one hand, this is for if people you took that it, really but, love freedom, but you yourself, if you actually willing to love spend time freedom, there.
0: you'd go down there and check. You'd go see what it was like. Well, we can't. Oh, I know that. But if somebody else, okay, the you, the you, the, the the third person, if someone cared about this, they'd actually go down there and take a look, like many libertarians have. And the critiques, there's not very many. It's it's, bo- there's it's boring. There's also not very many deep. people there. Well, that's because <laughs> people come and go. Um, you know, right now it's you as a Honduran, you have to make the choice: Do I want to live in an area where? I could, it could be that the government decides to roll a tank in, in the next month. (laughs) And if the answer to that is no, then, then, you know, maybe you don't want to be there. But many of them consider the air conditioning and the $120 a month rent and all that stuff worth it.
2: And you mentioned there are 64 family units there effectively, right? 64 housing units, Or There are apartments here in Keene that have more than that.
0: Apartment complexes that have more units than sixty-four.
2: Yeah, like. Okay. What, I mean, what you're selling here is, it's not even qualified to be called an enclave. Like this is, this is a cubbyhole of a society. Well,
0: I'm not even sure it's a society. I mean, they're they're they you know they go and play soccer and uh, they have little stores and stuff. I mean, it's it's a functioning society, sure.
1: All right, let's go to the phones here. Sarah's on the line in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Sarah. Oh
4: yes, sir. So I got really good news is that that red on, stop on red traffic light uh, <laughs> Ian
2: um, just watched uh, my soul leave my body <laughs> Stop on well,
0: red traffic light what
4: Yes yeah, so, so Mark did you know that um, that like if we do the uh, speed limit if everybody does a speed limit it'll turn it'll keep on staying green there's about four signal lights on this road. Okay, And then it'll just, but if, if any one of them gets above the speed limit, it'll automatically turn red.
1: Oh, yeah. You so called about that, this before. This is the lights that are designed to punish people for speeding by flipping right? to red if they detect anyone speeding on the road.
4: Yeah, it's like, not like a herd, any other, but so that people are getting the hang of it now. So they're slowing down because they just want to go keep moving rather than being stopped. So they're they're catching on, and and this quote letting. How court. do you know that? Actually,
1: How do you know they're catching on? Somebody wrote a news article.
4: Well, because uh, well, they were saying that they are slowing down. It was announced that it has been working. So I'm I just call the NMDOT. I'm, I'm letting. How do people even know? know?
0: Who calls the DOT well, to talk about stoplights? It. Huh?
4: Well, because uh, they announced on the the tele, um, the radio news. It was announced on the news that they're slowing down.
1: But how do people know ask. that this is what's happening? How I, the average person in Albuquerque, they're not like you, Sarah. They don't pay attention to the Department of Transportation's press releases. You know, not all of them are listening to talk radio where this might be the topic of discussion on a rare occasion or whatever. Or happen to see the uh, the television news piece that announced that there are now these newfangled stoplights that will turn red if anybody is speeding on the road. I just don't—I just find it hard to believe— that so many well, people I, in Albuquerque are aware of this. People are completely well, involved okay. in their okay, so own that, lives.
4: Well, here's the thing, you're right. Most people don't pay attention. Like, well, I nobody no nobody knows anything what anybody anything's what's going on until it's too bad, until they got a problem. But here's the thing is that people that that's it's only on lead and lead and cold or one way street in that area. So that means that people that use this route People that are involved in that community, they have to go to work, go to school, they go grocery shopping, and then they get the word out. They realize that hey, anybody speed, it's going to turn red. So at least that people that is there any kind of notice
1: uh, on the road? You're saying this is only one particular road? Is there are there? It's
4: only okay. It's on. This is not all. Oh, this is not all over. This is like a. They only put it on this two. That's what you said. It's quote, just one. Do the room.
2: lights wait, not wait. otherwise turn red?
4: So well, if to. if somebody wants to speed, I, they don't automatically. No, hold on,
0: turn Sarah. One question.
2: Well, are she hasn't answered
0: mine yet. Are, are, well, that's the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna include it. Okay. Are these lights at crossroads or are they just out there on? You know, just just a light. Okay, street road. So this is a one-way street
4: going one way, and it's got about, about three or four signal lights, stop signs along the way. Okay, and then there's another the street going the other way, one way, and it's got about about three or four stops, uh, about within three to four miles.
2: Are Did these inter- stops at intersections?
4: Right, right. Well, the I- intersections, right, right. They are. So, that, you know, so they're going to the, turn the, right the as
2: They're going to turn red at some point anyway, right? To let people go.
4: Well, um, if they're doing a speed limit, it'll always turn green. That's the But so how the hell is somebody who's wait, wait, wait,
1: wait? What I don't understand here is how is a light always going to be green if there are people on the intersecting road who are trying to get somewhere?
4: Hmm. Oh, I, I, I guess. I guess. Um. I mean, they have to. Um. I, I guess that, that does happen every now and then. Okay,
1: so you're saying but, that sometimes they will just go ahead and turn red to let the other the other traffic go. But what I was wondering is, are there any kind of signage on the road? Is there like a, a notice that says that if you speed on this road you will get hit with a red light is there some sort of thing that pops up when the red light happens that says ha ha we caught you speeders and we're punishing you now like what how do you communicate this to that people might besides... actually work
2: to have like a giant television type screen there that like blasts the right. car like takes takes a photo Gives of the picture up. And throws up there, like hey this is the jerk who this makes you guy, all stop right, yeah, right?
1: That's, a, that's another level of it for sure i mean sarah is there anything ah. like that
4: well, I am not a driver. I haven't driven. You've on never those actually two been roads. to this road. No, not not since they put them on. I okay. don't know what the if the signals are there, but but people are not that stupid. As long as they it, they find out, as long as somebody speed, they get stopped. They 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 had it for about six six months now. So people that are that drive that road back and forth, be, people get the word out that anybody's speed is going to turn red. I mean,
2: people are stupid. I don't know. People are stupid. Remember, I was I'm skeptical of that, uh,
1: that the word's getting that. out about Mayo this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree. And, is, and best case scenario, they just slow down as they get within radar detection of these things and they speed up when they're past it.
1: Wherever they are, I don't know. That's a good question. How this actually works? Sarah just hears things on. Well, the it almost radio, certainly uses
2: radar, right? So somebody's running a radar detector, and they like the the stoplights here in Keene have radar mm-hmm. on them because some of them detect motion, and that's when they turn green or whatever. So maybe the intersections that Sarah's talking about have those same sort of things, but you and know, that could
1: be slowing people down.
2: They'll just be running a radar detector, and they'll go, oh, "Okay, well, I'm out of the range of the radar, so I can speed back up now." Mm-hmm
1: uh thank you sarah for the call tonight speaking i I wanted to know why it was good news sarah why was that good news she you know she gets excited (laughs) by people obeying traffic directions that's such a dreary life for her that's freedom for sarah the freedom of not having to worry about uh people breaking the traffic laws
2: not having to look both ways before you cross the street
1: uh so coming up uh this week Aria, you're going to be going to ForkFest and later the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Free Talk Live will have a broadcast tent. There will be some recording going on on perhaps a daily basis. We're hoping to get some content out of there and to you whenever we can. I don't think it'll probably be an everyday thing, but we'll see. It just depends on how it goes. It depends I tend on- to
2: try, but yeah. I don't want, you know, not a taskmaster over here.
1: Right. Yeah, it's going to be your last party basically before you have to go into a prison cell for... What could be as long as 18 months. It is a bit bittersweet. Yeah, it sure will be. Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, I'm sure there'll be a a lot of really nice goodbyes, I suspect, from from people who appreciate you. And Mark, out of time for tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow night, or Aria will be back for the ladies' night on Free Talk Live. And you can join her then, online in the meantime, over at freetalklive.com.
0: This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.